The year 2020 has been a year of change. Global changes have included COVID-19 pandemic which has resulted in us all having to change our ways, especially with traveling on a global scale. Cutting down air traffic has bound many to their place when the regulations came. The world is not as small or open anymore as it used to be. On a regional scale, there have been wildfires and other natural catastrophes. In societies, some people have demanded rights that they should have by default, more visibly than in years, and there have been demonstrations and confrontations in many places around the world. Individually, people have also gone through changes. Some have lost or quit their job, some found a new one. Some have faced economic challenges and some have overcome them. Relatives, family members and friends have passed away and babies have been born. Relationships have been broken and new have been formed. We haven't been able to see some people important to us physically, but we've been able to connect to them and many others via technology. Children have had to do learning outside of school context and stay away from their important social groups. Adults have had to learn working from home, some meanwhile helping their children in education. We all have faced changes of some kind this year, big or small. We face changes normally also, but this year it has been more rapid, more serious and more visible, and more in number and ways. My name is Jani Kontkanen and you are listening to Mitä Pelataan podcast. This series is called Paragons of Change. It's a series of interviews with people from board gaming sphere whom I've noticed going through changes in recent times. We talk about change and what they have changed in their lives. By default, we do not claim we state facts. We only talk from our own points of view and our opinions. As the discussion might take a negative note at times, we try to finish with a positive by giving you a top 9 list of games. The topic of the list has been chosen by the guest and we will have a battle of the lists after the episode airs in my social media channels. You, dear listener, are encouraged to comment and vote on the lists to see which one of us did better. The award is pride and fame among the small listener base this podcast has. Now, let's invite our paragon for today. And this time in the Paragons of Change series, we have our 10th guest, Matthew Jude. Welcome, Matthew. Hello, 10th. That makes me feel like I'm... Well, yeah, it's my fault, actually, why it's 10th. Hello, hello, how are you? Hello. <laughs> You're the first repeat offender in this series. Well, you know, that's pretty good. Has been on a previous podcast episode somewhere. Somewhere in the annals of time, I remember doing that. Yeah, yeah in 2018 UK Games Expo episode, we <sighs> talked on the yard. While in Expo. That was yeah. good times to be alive. Remember them? That was good times <laughs> to be alive. <laughs> yeah, let's see when's the next time. <laughs> well, yeah. If uh, someone doesn't know who you are, can right. you tell them who are you yes. and what do you do? It's real possible, let's face it. I am Matthew Jude. I uh, run a podcast called This Game is Broken, which is a board game comedy panel show podcast. And I have a YouTube channel of my own uh, mm-hmm. under the same name. And I also work uh, with Rodney Smith and Chaz Marlowe and Paula Deming on Watch It Played's YouTube channel. So that's what I do in the board game world. That is mm-hmm. what I do. That's me. All right. 
Um, do you still do that last? On board game breakfast, I haven't done that in yeah. ages. I have. I, I was thinking about starting doing it again, but I haven't done it in a very long time, and it always ends up on my list of things to do. The thing that I'm able to move to the next list of things to do. <laughs> <laughs> but I would like to do it again, but no, I haven't done it in a very long time. Yeah, that's actually where I first saw you, and I thought that this guy has some good jokes and one, some very bad jokes. <laughs> I couldn't decide which one. But <laughs> That's fine. I, I really enjoyed those segments. I yeah, I that's the first thing I ever did in the board game industry. I remember actually at UK Games Expo a couple of years before 2018, so maybe it was 2016 or something. And uh, mm-hmm. I went up to Tom and said like, "Hey Tom, uh, would it be okay if I did some? Uh, if you take, uh, can I go? Uh, how do you get onto board game uh, breakfast?" And the last kind of thing was Tom was like, "Just send me a video." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, cool, <laughs> I'll do that." <laughs> Yeah, it was fun. Where did, where did the idea come? Dead Last. Do you like the game or do you feel like being one? Well, no, here's the thing, right? Dead Last, it's smart. This is the thing. It's 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 real clever. Trust me. Believe me on this. Because it's like Dead Last means you come last in the game. But if you're the last one to be dead, if you're dead last, mm. then it means you won the game. So what does it mean? It's both. I was very proud of it. But... Yeah, it's not as smart as I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's a good explanation. See, they they came up with the game about the same time. This yeah, last time. oh I man, it, I was so I was so annoyed because I was. <laughs> it was just I was just getting ready to send my first segment off to Tom, and then I saw the announcement where Dead Last was literally announced, and yeah. I was I was just oh come on they're gonna oh it was so aggravating, <laughs> but uh, just one of those coincidences I think. Yeah, but from from there you went to a podcast, to this, this game is broken, and you were there as a panelist while Dan was hosting it, and then you took over the show, and how is it going now? Well, I started, me and Dan came up with the idea for the show together, Yeah. and I, Dan wanted to host it, so I was like, cool, do that, and I do all the editing, so I was like, I was producing the show, and Dan was hosting mm-hmm. it. And then when Dan left, yes, yeah, so uh, I took over. I don't host every episode or anything like that, but I kind of like, I run the show, essentially, uh, mm-hmm. like in the production side, but we all are equal hosts now. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's fun. I, I do enjoy doing it. I've been doing it for a long time. I'm in the middle of editing our Christmas episode, and we lost mm-hmm. a bunch of Dave's recording, just uh, Dave Losers on the show, just stopped halfway through, so we have to re-record it i'm having a nightmare literally before i was doing this podcast i was trying to tie trying to knit two podcasts together to make it sound like they i've had to say hey this is really obvious that these are two different recordings so <laughs> i'll make an announcement <laughs> yeah it's really difficult with the volumes and voices and everything and people yeah. might sound different on different days and mm-hmm. it's, it's really difficult i yeah. assume so i've tried to make a joke of the fact that it's very obvious that we are recorded it in two halves and i've uh blamed dave for it because it was dave's fault and he knows it so it's okay no yeah, that's fine as long as it's not your fault sometimes it is but at least <laughs> if it's my fault i'm at least if it's, if it's my fault i'm the one who has to solve the problem anyway so so it's okay <laughs> right <laughs> yeah and you don't have to mention it yeah exa- exactly i don't have to <laughs> i don't have to tell anyone that there was a problem with my audio because i could just pretend that there wasn't <laughs> But well, when you began doing the show, you also began editing for other podcasts, right? 
Uh, yeah. Well, I tried to start doing that type of work because I wanted, mm-hmm. I needed some work. I at the, at the moment, the only other show I edit that's board game related is Board Games Insider. So mm-hmm. I, I edit for them, but it's fine. They're the shows pretty. It's two people talking, so it's not the most convoluted edit in the world. I just try and clean up the audio. Try and persuade them to buy new microphones every <laughs> week. But I, so I clean up the audio and then I take out any time like Ignacy might stumble over his words or Stephen Barnacle might shout for some reason. Just oh, advertise too much. You know, well, I now he's retired. He doesn't do all his street dates every single time. It's <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> yeah, but he's advertising himself. Well, yes, he is. The podfather of gaming. He's, uh, I, know, I, know, I know it all. <laughs> Yeah, he was actually in this show also. Mm-hmm. He was still still knew how to advertise himself. Oh yeah, he loves it. He says that though. He says he'll do anyone's podcast as long as he can advertise himself shamelessly. Uh. That's <laughs> his uh, that's his rule. So I think he yeah. tries to keep with it. But yeah, that's the only other show I edit at the moment uh, for board games is uh, Board Games Insider. So yeah, yeah. And then you went outside of board game sphere. You began this Dead by Monsters with. Paula and Nick, if I remember right. Correct. You do remember correctly. I uh, decided that I just wanted to do something that had a maybe a higher ceiling for potential listenership and stuff. Mm-hmm. Something that's not as niche a hobby as board games. So I went with weird paranormal stuff. And it's fun. It's a lot of fun to do. It's a comedy podcast where I kind of research a topic each episode and then bring that topic to uh, Paula Deming and Nick Murphy and mm-hmm. they uh, berate me and tell me I'm an idiot basically <laughs> for an hour so it's fun though it's, it's a lot of fun and it's a lot of work because it takes about two or three days to um, research a topic and it's, it comes out every week but it's mm-hmm. the main episodes or every other week so it's a lot of work but it's fun is it worth it at the moment, this game is broken. Is still the bigger podcast, which is mm-hmm. uh, frustrating. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's something I'm going to keep on plugging away with. But I've got some ideas. I've got some ideas for next year, involving other projects I want to work on and stuff. Hopefully, so. Yeah, maybe the monsters are a bit niche, also. They're definitely niche, but it's but it's like Death of Monsters kind of falls into it's paranormal and like weird stuff but it also put like an aliens and time travel and wormholes and all manner of nonsense really but uh, it's kind of falls into mysteries and true crime at, at times which is mm-hmm. massive like as far as as far as podcasts go but you know it's difficult to break into anything even if you got a even if you have a good let's even if you assume you have a good product <laughs> It's yeah. still difficult to break into anything like that. So, but yeah, I've got ideas. You need someone to promote it. Maybe you can go to a reality TV or somewhere. Oh, good god! <laughs> That's it. Come on, I'll go on Big Brother. <laughs> I didn't mean that. I meant that go to search the Loch Ness monster or something. Oh yeah, that's true. Maybe if I make a big song and dance about it and go on, get in the newspaper by doing a ridiculous stunt. Oh, that's actually a brilliant idea. Yeah, or maybe you sell the idea to Boris Johnson and he can praise it to everyone. Well, that's true. We all listen to we all listen to uh, Prime Minister Johnson. We all think he's. <laughs> we all want to know what he has to say about it. Of course, 
yeah. <laughs> but that should get you some listenership. Oh yeah, of course. I fully. I mean, actually, do you know what? If I'm, yeah. I don't know if it's going to attract the, the. I don't care who listens to it, but I, I don't know if it's going to attract my people. <laughs> That's that what I thought. <laughs> we'll see. It's a good idea. Yeah, but but come on, be inclusive. Don't discriminate. It's true. I might try and get Elon Musk to, to promote it. That'd be good. <laughs> Maybe he can name the next child after that. <laughs> That's true. I might. He might name his child after me. Or I could try the, and prove that Elon Musk is a lizard person, or that he doesn't exist, or that he is a hologram. I mean, all these are options for us to go into. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. Then also you do this order from Ta- Chaos. I don't know if that's still going on or not, but that you do with Dan and Mike, right? Yeah, well, we do that, and then Mike's situation changed when he joined the Dice Tower full-time, so it became mm-hmm. harder to record. And if Dan messages me and says, Dan Hughes messages me to say, hey, let's record, I'm down. I'm doing it. I'm totally down to record. But he hasn't done that in a while because he has been really busy designing core requests. So Mm -hmm. I think that's what he's been doing. And Mike's busy being a full-time member of the Dice Tower now. So uh, it's not dead, but it's definitely not thriving. (laughs) Or a monster didn't kill it it's true i uh it was fun to do though we just tried to rank five things in order of which is best but they are all just it could be anything in the world and it was it was fun just to argue with dan and mike delicio which is essentially what the whole show was about (laughs) sounds about right yeah (laughs) me and dan we enjoyed telling each other that we're both wrong it's fun yeah that's that's a good Sign of a good friendship, in yeah, my opinion. At it's least. true, actually. <laughs> and when you can do that, it's yeah, it's good. It's good because you can, yeah, when you can walk away and say everything's all right, you're still wrong, but yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, if I understood right, this year, this crazy year, 2020, you've had some big changes. You began this video. Uh, channel or you put mo- put up more videos then someone from Canada noticed that you're wearing similar clothes it's true. <laughs> <laughs> and then wanted you to join the clan so how did that happen and how is it going so yeah Rodney Smith from what she played sent me well what happened was Chaz Marla from Paradise Paradise mm. sent me a message and said hey would you and Paula be interested in working together on Paradise Paradise? Mm-hmm. And like bring us, bringing me and Paula on together as because uh, me and Paula are based, we're, we're kind of a team a lot of the time. So mm-hmm. we, uh, he wanted to, he, he asked us both. And uh, me and Paula had this conversation about it and we said, what do you want to do to stuff? And Chaz was going to like give us, it was going to be some paid work to do videos for Paradise Paradise. So we did that for a few months, about two months, mm-hmm. and just did a few videos here and uh, just some like game of the day videos and stuff. They were that kind of thing. And then Chaz messaged me and said, "I've got some big news." And I said, "Cool." So this is ending pretty quick, but oh well, at least we give mm-hmm. it a shot. And he said that Chaz and Rodney have been speaking for ages about not necessarily merging paradise paradise with 
watch it played, but kind of mm-hmm. moving all the focus over to watch it played and essentially emerging, having me, having Chaz work on watch it played full time. Mm-hmm. And he asked if me and Paula would be interested in moving over to watch it played as well. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I mean, in the nicest way possible, <laughs> watch it played has 207,000 subscribers. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I know Rodney already and uh, well enough, and he's a really, really nice person. And I was already going, I already get along really well with Chaz. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Paul is my best friend, so that's mm-hmm. fine. And so we had a meeting, and Rodney was like, I want to bring everyone over on to watch it played and do videos and stuff. So that's been going on now for, I guess, seven months, seven or eight months. Mm-hmm. And, but it was a big surprise. I mean, I didn't know, but. But apparently, they'd had a conversation about Rodney and Chaz had a conversation about who they were thinking about who would be good for this, and Rodney wanted to expand the channel. And for some reason, they decided that me and Paula were the <laughs> ones to ask. I don't know who they asked first. Who knows? Could have been anyone. But um, yes, that's. I good. think they made a good choice. Well, thank you. But I mean, Paula's great. Let's face it. But <laughs> but yeah, so it's it's fun. It's good. It's paid work which is very good and it's nice to collaborate with people and like i'm really it's just been really nice to have like a weekly meeting with Chaz and rodney and paula and stuff talk about the channel we've got Mm -hmm. we've got some really really big ideas that we really want to do but the world has stopped us from doing a few of those (laughs) ideas this year and maybe perhaps next year we really want to get together and film a some series of gameplay videos where it's all of us hanging out playing games together and stuff but mm-hmm. but it's been obviously impossible at the moment but it's uh it's still fun but it's big i mean i, I it was just, it was really nice because i didn't i would never have asked rodney <laughs> if i could hey can i come on your channel and do some videos i'd have never asked <laughs> so it was very <laughs> yeah. nice to be asked yeah, we wear the same pattern. Will you consider it's me? True. I believe we're in the same clan. If I <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. But um, yeah, between me, Rodney, and Chaz, that's a lot of plaid. So <laughs> that's it's, true. It's between the three of us. It's it, it's a lot. You still need to convert Paula. I think Paula would look great in like a, she could just wear like a plaid skirt. She could wear a plaid T-shirt. She could do it. She could do it. I've seen her in a plaid T-shirt. She's, mm-hmm. she's she's great. Looks looks cool, but she would <laughs> rather wear uh, dungarees and a dinosaur T-shirt, which looks fine as well, I suppose. But <laughs> yeah, that was cool looking, actually. It was yes, yeah, it was. <laughs> so, how about otherwise this year? It has been very interesting to you, job-wise and work-wise, board game related. But how about otherwise? How has it been? It hasn't been easy for anyone, I think. Mostly due to COVID, but there yeah. are other issues also in the world. Yeah, it's been a bit fraught, hasn't it? It's been a bit stressful, I think, with elections and wildfires and all manner of stuff. And I've got a lot of friends, obviously, in California, and that's been very difficult. Mm-hmm. And things were dangerous. Like I know that Nick and Mike had to evacuate, and I, I know a bunch of people have had to evacuate and go back home and stuff. But but you know. My life hasn't actually changed that much this year. It'd be nice to get to leave the house a bit more, but 
I've, so my life hasn't massively changed because my full-time work is content creation of some mm-hmm. form or other. It's actually just been an excuse for me to not do anything social and just <laughs> work instead. <laughs> yeah, I thought that it should suit your this character you've created that you're all the time gloomy and miserable and oh woe is me <laughs> that exactly you can it. just stay home. That's the character I've got, so I've got to stick with it. But yeah, it's been difficult though because there's a few things that I would like to have tried to have got done this year. I, I really wanted to move house this year, and I wanted mm-hmm. to. I wanted to move up north, which is where Dan Hughes and people live, and I've got a, I've got some friends. Up there. People, <laughs> there's some people that live there. I hear they're going to be very nice. But so there are no people living there where no, you are living now. I would not call them people around <laughs> the West Midlands, and uh, it's my, it's my home, so I'm allowed to be very derogatory towards them, everyone here. But um, yes, yeah, it's, it's been difficult, but it's been, it's all right. I would be wrong. If I was to complain about things, I think I would be, I don't know. I've got it a lot. As far as pandemic stuff goes, I think I've managed to, I've not lost my job. I've had more work rather than less work, right? Mm -hmm. So I shouldn't complain about it. Don't get me wrong. I would like to be able to see my friends. And the thing I really miss is conventions and stuff like that. Because that's, I try to work every day so that, once every couple months, I can take a weekend off and then go to a convention of some description. Mm-hmm. And not being able to do that's been a bit difficult because it's not having any, not having anything to look forward to, you know. But mm. but it is what it is, and I'm not going to complain. And I've got my health, and no one close to me has suffered particularly terribly. So I don't know. I shouldn't complain, but it's been. It's not been fun, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it seems that the situation is getting worse in UK regarding COVID. Yeah. But you just began the vaccinations, I think. Yeah, Let's see how had, that goes. We had the very first vaccinations were here for some reason. Who knows mm-hmm. why? So, you know, just give me the just give me the injection. Let's go. I, my opinion at the moment is just just give me the injection and let's go on with it. <laughs> you know, I'd, I'd be happy to do that. But. Uh, yeah, we'll see how yeah, next year goes. I'm just so uncertain. I'm just so unwilling. I don't know about you, right? But I'm so unwilling to look forward to anything. <laughs> I'm not allowing myself because I know that Essen just announced that they aren't running next year. Really? So there's no. I missed that. There's no Essen. From what I understand, there's no physical Essen 2021. It's going to be digital again. But oh. that's that's what they've announced, and I was like, oh, really, I really wanted to. I was like, that's October next year. Come on, but they might do like, but I, th- I don't know. It might be like only people might. They might run just a German convention, you know, mm-hmm. just for Germany, or maybe yeah. just for. I would be surprised. Maybe it's just for continental Europe. I could see them doing that. We'll see. But there, they've said they're going to just do digital. So. Oh wow, that's interesting. But Aircon is running. It is. Right. It is. I am hoping it runs in some form or other. I'm not. I don't know what form that's going to take. And I'd be interested to see how it does. I know that Mark Cook will do the very best he can whilst also being safe and keeping to the like lawful. <laughs> so, because I love Aircon so much, it's such a good. It's so fun. It's. My favorite British convention, and 
it's just such it's really great it's a good time but yeah Econ was the last convention I went to and that was in what was it March last year yeah it was the last convention that was held yes and Mark, Mark wanted to be the first yeah but uh, was it uh, Wellycon went on in New Zealand um, who cares <laughs> I was like no. there's people like posting they've gone to this co- convention in New Zealand I was like oh, come on don't do that don't post a convention in New Zealand knowing the whole rest <laughs> of the world isn't doing well but there were some toy fairs in summer in USA I saw some posts from yeah. some board game companies that was ridiculous I don't think I think America's a slightly different mentality topic (laughs) different topic yeah (laughs) but i would like to try to get a i want to get a pax unplugged maybe next year Mm -hmm. in philly i think it's in philadelphia is it yeah and i know that if it runs i know a lot of people are going to try and go like industry people so Mm -hmm. people i know (laughs) so people like my friends who i want to see i know like paul uh, the brothers murph and paula will be there and a bunch of other people and if i can make that happen i will go because i you know i i am gonna i'm hoping for packs unplugged that's what i'm hoping for so yeah let's see it's in the autumn i think so yeah maybe they have enough time i hope so yeah let's see we'll sit it's just not knowing right i remember when this whole thing happened and it was literally at aircon it was like there's a pandemic we all need to What's happening? What's going on? Are the trains running? What's going on? Do everyone need to fly home? And it was such a lot of panic and confusion. And I think it's just taught everyone to maybe just wait and see what happens when it happens instead of trying to speculate because we don't know, do we? So. Yeah. Have you attended any conventions online? Um. I did. I did some stuff for Gen Con online. Mm-hmm. But I work for Gen Con anyway because I stream for Gen Con. Mm-hmm. And we did a This Game's Broken live show, which mm-hmm. was one of the top three viewed things in the whole of Gen Con, which we were very mm-hmm. happy about. That's cool. It was ridiculous. There was like 8,500 people watching it at one point who were just like, what's <laughs> going on here? This is, this is not the. We are not. It's not. Our podcast is not that good. Uh, so that was interesting but uh, that's all I've done for online conventions I didn't do anything for Essen I've not been asked to do anything and I've not searched it out either Mm -hmm. but I think I might try and set myself up in a slightly better way to do more stuff for some conventions digital conventions next year if I can Have, have you played any games? I've just not been playing that many games let's face it online or offline or both Online a bit because I've well I've been streaming some games with Paula for Gen Con right so we play a different online board game every week. I've been playing mm-hmm. Magic the Gathering Arena a little bit more than I ever have before, which I've been enjoying. <laughs> it mm-hmm. doesn't really count as a board game, but yeah, I've been playing that. But and I was meeting up with friends to play the Crew. But I think a lot of these things that we all started doing was like, oh, let's meet up and play some games. And like everyone tried to feel better and camaraderie and get everyone's spirits up. Everyone was like, this would be fun to do. We can do this for a couple of months. <laughs> and it's like, no one's got the energy to carry on doing that in month eight. <laughs> so, I've not been playing as much as I want. You've been playing on 
Where, where have you been playing games online? I've been playing in board game arena, actually. Yeah. I never played online games until this pandemic. Yeah, same. Now I just recorded my 195th game on board game arena, I think, during the whole time. So it's not much, and I only play with people I know. I don't play with randoms. And I don't play live. I only play turn-based. So I can do the turns when I have time. Oh, that's good. That's a good way to do it. I don't mind that way. Yeah, because then you don't have to sit in front of the computer and do the turns because there's other stuff to do <laughs> than that. Yeah. So you can just see that, okay, I have five turns. Like in five games, I have turns. I just come to the computer, I do the turns, and then I go away for an hour. What games so have it's... you been playing that you've been enjoying the most? Oh my god, this will be a long list. <laughs> well, which one, which part, which few of you enjoyed the most, do you think? Um, one will be on the list. Okay. And. Uh, Keyflower worked very well, actually, oh, on board game arena. Keyflower? Did you say yeah. Keyflower? Not Keyflower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keyflower. Yeah, Keyflower. Keyflower is one of the best games of all time. Yeah, I and it worked surprisingly well on board game arena. And uh, Madeira works well. I don't yeah, know if how heavy you like. I played uh, that. I have played it. It's, is that what's your game? Yeah. Yeah, I played that. I, I did enjoy it. That's the one I liked more. I've liked all of their games, but I want to play Zangwa. That's the one I would like to try. I've never played that one. I don't think they have it on board game arena. Which I have it on the shelf. It's quite good, actually. Which but is the it, other one mm, that's really popular? Not, oh, uh... Nippon. Nippon. Oh, Nippon. Now that... Oh, that game is so good, but it's so terrible for my brain. But yeah, It's like also it. in board game arena, and it works very well there. Nippon is a really good game. I, like, I yeah. want to try Madeira again. But Nippon I have definitely enjoyed a lot. It's a really good game. Yeah. But if you have a username, or if you are a user in Board Game Arena, I can play something turn-based. Not live, but turn-based. I like the idea of doing it turn-based as well, though, because it gives you time to... Th oh, yeah, it's this less pressure, right, to play. Yeah, yeah. And you have... I mean, I always use this two days per turn. So if you do your turn and then... Quickly, the second one, you have four days holiday in a way. <laughs> so, so there's no time limit or pressure yeah. or something like that. It works very well with the people you know, not with the randoms. I think, yeah, I like the idea of doing it that way. Oh. Yeah. And they have really good games. Also, yukata.de, they have your games. <laughs> they have all fails, first of all, there. <laughs> they have so many dry, soulless euros. And they have Sekigahara. Yeah, I want to try Sekigahara online. Me and Paula were talking about trying to play that. And knowing that that's online there, that's a really good maybe way to do it. Try it in Yukata. The only problem is that the map is really difficult to see the names. Yeah. <laughs> but if you have the physical game, you can look at the map. Yeah, you can cross-reference cross -reference where the things are in the game. Yeah. Yeah. But it worked very well. Yeah. We just finished the game today. How long did it take you to play it? Um, Yukata is by default turn-based, so you can't even play it live. So I think we began it one week ago or something like that. Okay. Few evenings we played one full week. I mean week in the game. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then we completed it today. That's cool. And I won, of course. Yes. <laughs> That's I'd the most important part of the whole thing, isn't it? Of course, of course not. Come on. The <laughs> <laughs> most important part is to learn the game and see if you like it. It's, it's winning. It's unless you can destroy the person you're playing and shame them. That's what you really want. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Japanese way, right? <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
other than the coronavirus and all of that, it seems that you're doing well, right? Uh, I'm doing better than I was this time last year. I wouldn't say I'm doing well, but I'm doing all. I'm doing okay. I've got lots of things I want to be doing and stuff, and maybe things to make me slightly happier in life. But I think, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm not doing terribly, but I'm not doing like, I don't know, I don't know, how, I don't know how I would say that. I'm yeah, I'm doing all right, I suppose. I guess. No, I'm just thinking you sound much more cheerful in wherever you talk or wherever I see you on video <laughs> than earlier. But maybe you're getting rid of that earlier character. Well, some people, I feel like some people think I'm actually might be just miserable and horrible all the time and not fun <laughs> to be around or talk to. And really, I'm quite cheery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm modest. I, d- I like being, I do like that kind of morose the world is terrible type of stuff, but I also want to make sure people know that that's not, it's not necessarily my true, I'm not like that all the time. <laughs> yeah, uh, some a while ago I noticed that the listeners tend to think that you are all the time like that, and they tend to think that you really have some kind of problems with Dan when you were beginning yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They take everything seriously. I don't understand why. It's, why it's it's one of those things. Ah, you have to say. It's, I wish you could captions somewhere that just said this is sarcasm right now just so you know this is just <laughs> being sarcastic or is it the american audience perhaps i think that might be part of it is i think there's a british and a european kind of sense of humor that doesn't always translate to america and vice versa i think but yeah that's true i think being dry and being very serious and telling someone that they're terrible but obviously <laughs> you don't mean it it's more funny to me than it would be to an American person, perhaps. Definitely. <laughs> I assume so yeah. as well. How about change? What do you think of change? Is it a good thing or a bad thing or is it situational? I think it's... <laughs> I think, right, it's inevitable. So you kind of have mm-hmm. to just go with it. <laughs> Rather, Whether it's good or if it's bad... There's not anything you can do about it, really. So you might as well just try and see the good, regardless of whether it's good or bad. Yeah, right? Yeah, it's your opinion. It's correct in your opinion. That's my opinion. <laughs> I'm yeah. correct with my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> But that's right, isn't it? It's, it's true. true. Yeah, it doesn't matter if I'm right or wrong, I suppose. Yeah, as long as you believe in it. As long as I believe, that's all that matters. To me, yeah. Yeah, and the fox Mulder as well. He believes. Now he believes. He does. <laughs> he be believing in things. <laughs> <laughs> How about? Do you think the change shows on a global global scale after this year, or does it do it already? And in what way? Say that again. Sorry, what did you say? On a global scale, do you think the change is showing already? I mean, not considering individuals but the globe like earth as a whole do you think we are seeing some changes yeah i guess so i mean i don't want to talk politics too much but yeah (laughs) don't (laughs) if you don't want to don't but it's uh, yeah i think change is you know i think change is more of a pendulum rather than a straight line anyway so i think anything that changes too far to one side tends to 
swing back to the other side anyway. So I think it's only a, I think for people it's often a just a waiting game to this pendulum to be on your side of the aisle, I suppose you could call it. But mm-hmm. that's a good metaphor, actually. See, that's not bad, not terrible, and so I think it's better. Just I really just do think it's better to try and flow with the current rather than fight against it because it it tends to meander back and forth right so i don't think i just think i know for myself that i waste too much time worrying about things that i have absolutely no control over mm-hmm. and a lot of the time i should probably just that energy is just better spent not worrying about those things i mean it's very difficult to do in practice to actually put that <laughs> into practice hey don't worry about it but I think it's good advice, but also just one of those impossible things to actually take into, take to heart. Because I just, I just think there's so many things that I can't control. I do my bit when I get chance to do my bit, which is by, by casting a vote or something like mm-hmm. that. But like in Britain, for instance, we're not going to have any like elections for another four years, so <laughs> I can't. I don't have the energy, or in I'm not in a position to rail against the machine for four years and in mm-hmm. hope that I'm going to change something I just don't have that kind of power so I think better to try and make my own life better and yeah so and by that I mean do the things that I can do from on a day to day basis to cause change and just be a you know try and be a nice person and mm-hmm. do things for people and so I think if you're a good person in that in that way, depending on how you see what that means, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Being a, I mean, it doesn't always mean the same thing to everyone. So. <laughs> yeah. Apparently. <laughs> and that's true. So. Do you think you yourself have changed during the last year as a person? I know, of course, that I must have. But when you see yourself in the mirror every day, you can't, you don't necessarily notice your hair getting any longer. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when you when you spend all the time with yourself, seeing those little changes that might be happening to your personality or your life or wherever you are, is difficult to see. But I have to assume I've changed. I am. I, I think maybe I'm a little bit more. I'm both a little bit more hopeful about things. Maybe in the mm-hmm. future being something that is possible. Think that things I want in life might be slightly more possible. But mm-hmm. I'm also. I equally find it difficult to keep positive about that, which is it's difficult. So. I don't think I've. Ch- I haven't. I don't think I've changed as much as I would like to say I have. Is is probably mm-hmm. the answer. If you had to decide again, would you turn the what it played? Yeah. Okay, so that's been a great choice. That's been good. I think that's been good. It's frankly, it's been, it's it's it's, paid work, right? So yeah. In in that regard, it's, that's good, and it's been nice to get to make better friends with like Rodney and Chaz as well. It's been a nice that's been a good that's been a positive change in my life. So that's yeah. something that's good. So yeah. I heard years ago you say that you would like to do board game media stuff full time. Are you able to do that already or do you still have to do other work? 
I am at the moment doing creative stuff full time. Mm-hmm. Essentially, I work mostly in the board game industry. Whether that's editing someone's podcast for them, it's not necessarily you know all that that kind of stuff. But I also get earn some money doing creative stuff that's not in the board game industry, like through mm-hmm. Death of Monsters and a few other projects and stuff that I've worked on for mm-hmm. other people. But I would like to just... I would like to be doing creative stuff. I don't need it to be in the board game industry, I don't think. No. Okay. But you don't have to do this different kinds of jobs that you were doing earlier. That's good. Yes. Well, my last job before I started doing board game stuff more full time was working in a like construction was work as a laborer on a building site and I'd mm-hmm. spend nine hours a day moving bricks and that was like hard work right but but it's really healthy actually I mean I was in pretty good shape I suppose <laughs> I mean if I've moved 10 ton of cinder blocks in a day but yeah <laughs> But yeah, I mean that was, you know, moving. Ten tons is quite a lot. It was ten ten pallets of <laughs> ten pallets of cinder blocks, loading out. You could load up, yeah. I think you, yeah, loading out ten pallets in a day. That's not. I've I've had worse days. It's not fun. <laughs> you kind of end up having calluses on your shoulders. But other than that, it's not too bad. <laughs> And now you have developed a problem with TMT games. It seems Dude. instead of that. Dude, I'm in. I've reached the dark side. That's a big change, actually, in my life. I've always been the dry, soulless Euro kind of Stefan Feld kind of board gamer. And mm-hmm. recently, I've just... I'm not as interested with the recent... Like Lost Ruins of Arnak, for instance. Big, new, mm-hmm. CGE. Is it CGE? Yeah. Check yeah. Uh Like Euro, essentially. And I'm like... Well, fine cool i'm not interested whatever same same old same and there i am buying 10 year 10 12 year old gmt games <laughs> <laughs> but i just think it's one of those things i think the pendulum will swing back and i'll be back to buying reiner knitcher games that no one's ever heard of <laughs> yeah but that's how it goes there is this kind i think of so arc in the gaming gaming career i was playing coin games more willingly earlier than i began playing more euros Mm -hmm. and i would play coin games again in a way i've never had anything against them but they are just so it takes a moment to learn them although the system is quite same in in the coin games depending on the game of course but there are still some small things that are different regarding the map and regarding the factions and how the factions work against each other and yeah but they are they are good games and they are well designed in my opinion at least all of them that I've played I really want to play All Bridges Burning which is the new one that's just come out yeah I noticed yeah well it's uh, home turf right so (laughs) I am really interested in that game I just like I think the do you know what the thing is as well it's like it's three players which is easier to get played and Mm -hmm. It just looks really nice. It's snowy and nice, and I like that. I th- and it's so silly, but that is, you know. The yeah, one. it's from the Independence War, right? Yeah. From 1916, I think it, it was. Is. That is, that's what it is. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, so red versus white. Yes. Basically. It is, exactly. That's exactly it. <laughs> yeah. 
So I'm, I'm, I, I'm I don't know if it's good. They made um, there are two games made in Finland. One from that war and the other one that was published this year, I think, was from the Second World War. But last year or one year earlier, there was 1918. Brother against brother is the translation of that game. Uh-huh. It's a Finnish war game. And I think it's quite good. I haven't played it, but it seems to be good. And people are saying that it's good. I'm interested in it. I'm interested. I don't know if it's in English or not. I learn. I'll just learn. <laughs> <laughs> but what's the thing with Finland? I don't know. It's just, I, I, just, I just. I don't know. It just became a bit of a thing. I don't know. I don't really know. Yeah, you can come to visit, as you know. I yeah, man. I would like to. I was gonna do a thing where I was gonna. I wanted to. Uh, at one point, I had a big plan. I was going to cycle all the way up Sweden because I've got some mm-hmm. friends that live in Sweden. And I was going to try and cycle or walk, maybe, like from the Arctic Circle down. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do it. It never happened, but I do still want to do it. Just go missing for six months and just walk around Scandinavia. Yeah. F- just make sure to visit North Karelia. We have really good nature here. It's the best nature in Finland. I'm not comparing to Lapland because Lapland is a huge area. Yeah. It's a bit boring looking at places, but somewhere <laughs> some places it's really nice. Yeah, looking. I can imagine that. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. It's kind quite, quite wilderness there, but we have really really good forests here and everything in North Karelia. And the national landscape is here. But if you're coming, you're welcome. That'd be fun. That'd be a lot of fun. We'll have a game day if you come here. <laughs> that would be good. Now, I would be interested in that. That sounds fun. Yeah. That'd be good. Would you come to Britain to go to uh, UK Games Expo or maybe not this aircon, but the aircon after that? Are you still hoping to do those type of things? Uh, I think we would all come to UK Games Expo every year that we can yeah. when it's arranged because we actually like Birmingham. They have the Legoland now and they have Sea Life, so there's that's true. There are there are the some stuff to family. do. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And the daughter is now four and a half, so soon we can go to this chocolate factory. Yeah, Cadbury's World. That's true. Yeah, it's got some and good science museums and stuff like that, which are really interactive yeah. and stuff and fun to do. So. Yeah, we've been going to the library also. We like it. It looks cool. Oh, yeah, the library's wicked. It's, it yeah. is cool. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's a strange building. I actually tend to go to... When I bring, when people come to Birmingham, I tend to, like... There's a coffee shop at the bottom of the library, and I tend to mm-hmm. take them there to start off with, and then it's a good place to go from. Yeah, they had some nice soda there, I think. Some um countryside made soda small puddles we drank that last time sounds good it was quite good sounds good yeah but after 10 o'clock it's not a nice place in the evening <laughs> it's I mean. so, it isn't no you're, you're not wrong you are it's, it's you're right yeah it's not great <laughs> yeah. but during the daytime it's really great <laughs> yeah <laughs> that, well, can, can be a, a scary place after dark i've uh yeah yeah, I noticed. <laughs> Me and Dave were in a. Uh, we were coming back from UK Games Expo, and there was a massive. We like witnessed a huge fight in a McDonald's, <laughs> and Dave was like, "I've never seen anything like this ever before in my whole life." And I've worked like I've worked in pubs and clubs and stuff for a long time when I was in London, and I was thought, "I've seen this a lot. I don't want to be anywhere near it, but I definitely have seen this before." <laughs> yeah. What do you expect from the future? Oh, jeez. 
I would like. What do I expect or what do I want? I suppose they are different things. I don't. You can say both. I don't know what I expect. I, don't know. I would. What I what I would like is a project that I'm working on creatively to be successful enough to support me on its mm -hmm. own, essentially, mm -hmm. without me needing to do. Because my issue at the moment is I have to do 20 different things to stay afloat. Yeah. And I would like it if I was just doing one thing to stay afloat. Yeah. And it was the thing I was doing and it's something I was passionate about. So that's what I'm aiming for. So I will choose to expect that to happen at some point. But it's a lot of work and there's a lot of luck involved with that as well, I think. But I'd, I'd, yeah, that's why, that's why I really am after is being able to work on one thing that can support me. No, I, I think yeah. if a correct person hears you or sees you, that has a huge impact because people are so much influenced by the social media people. So if someone praises you in a correct place, <laughs> yeah, in true. a correct way, well, if I did a I mean, podcast, it's done. If I did a podcast and Joe Rogan said, this podcast is amazing, then you'd be a success overnight, wouldn't you? But, uh, yeah. That's the way it goes. Yeah. <laughs> too bad Joe Rogan doesn't know quality, so it's too bad Joe Rogan has no <laughs> idea who I am. So that's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you have? Do you want to add anything else to this part of the discussion, or should we move on to our top nine lists? Let's move on to the top nine list. I feel because if I get any more philosophical, I'm going to become incredibly difficult to tolerate. So <laughs> let's go on to the list. Because the list is very much you. T you can talk about it, but it's very it's very Matthew Jude. This list. Yeah. It's, it's also, if if you become intolerable, I can just mute you because you're recording yourself. That's so true. Really so matter. I can just <laughs> say what I need to say, and you can have to. You could listen to it later. That's <laughs> yeah. true. That's true. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to the list. So this time it's a bit different because Matthew didn't want to choose a topic. I don't know why, but just he maybe maybe thought that he doesn't want to choose a topic, so he made me choose. I a did. Topic. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and I I tried to make a difficult topic to Matthew, but I noticed that it was probably more difficult to me than <laughs> <laughs> to to you. But um, the topic this time is. Top nine games that make us merry or give the holiday feels now that we are close to Christmas. I don't know if this will be out before Christmas, but maybe it will be. Yeah. How did you make the list? I looked around and thought... So there's a couple caveats to what makes me like a holiday game or a merry game. And by holiday, yeah. I meant like the Christmas period is what I've yeah. gone with rather than any Same. of the holidays. So... Games that could be up for the cut. Any game that was a bit wintry had snow mm -hmm. on the board. Mm -hmm. get, that's, that's, that's okay to use. Games mm -hmm. that have like a bit of a Christmas theme or a feel to them, mm -hmm. that's okay. Although, I'll be honest, doesn't help anyone that much. And <laughs> also, games that I specifically enjoy playing with my family at Christmas that make me happy. Those are the things that I thought about. Mm -hmm. So that's how I made my list. And I I looked around my room and I don't own... Actually, do I own all of these? One, two, 
And I own all of the games. So that's helpful. Yeah. I usually make all my lists so that I try to figure out that from the games that I own. Yeah. This time I don't own one. That's the game that I mentioned earlier that I have been enjoying in Board Game Arena. Yeah. And actually, I don't own two. One I don't own anymore, but I want to own it a bit later. Well. And I basically did the same. I first thought that what makes me feel good and makes me happy. And that <laughs> was difficult. That's a ter- I mean, for me too, that's like... Do any of these games... You look at your games and you think, do any of these actually make me happy? And you can't, the answer can't be no, because... I- I'm surrounded by board games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you did the Marie Kondo thing earlier. I haven't done that yet, but I should yeah. because I have too too many piles now that shouldn't exist. They should be on the shelf. Yeah. Then I also did the winter thing, and for this I asked help from my game group, and they were giving these winter games that I haven't played, and they said that it's basically the same game. But still, I didn't include it because I haven't played it. Like Stone Age Anniversary Edition. I yeah, haven't played that. the winter version, so I didn't include it. I had the exact same thing, so I was like, Stone Age brings me happiness, but I don't own the winter edition, I own the normal edition <laughs> of Stone Age. <laughs> yeah, I had the same for Carcassonne, because that is actually that has probably never made left me feeling bad about the game. I, I don't have the winter edition, I haven't played it. I also did the exact same thing with Carcassonne Winter Edition, because I haven't played it, and I don't own... I own two copies of Carcassonne, but I own Carcassonne the Castle and Carcassonne the City. Mm. Neither yeah. of those are particularly wintry. <laughs> yeah. And also, I've used Seasons earlier, so I don't use the same games two times in this list. Ah, I'm so- going to run out soon, but Seasons has this winter, and some of the cards are also winter-themed, and that game is great. Seasons is a phenomenal game. It also works very well in board game arena. Does it? I love Seasons. That's such a yeah. good game. Yeah. Seasons it's, was the first really game good. I ever played at a convention. Mm-hmm. And someone taught it me, and it was way too much for me to know what was going on. When, mm-hmm. like, I was just getting into the hobby, and I was like, I might go to a board game convention. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> what's going on here then? <laughs> yeah, at least they didn't introduce you with an 18xx. I would have been gone. That'd have been me out. I'd have been. You wouldn't be having this. Com- we won't be having this conversation right now. <laughs> have you played any, by the way? I've never played any of the eighteen XX games. I am interested in trying them. And at a con- there's a little convention in Britain. Well, it's not a little. It's I guess the third biggest. It's called Handicon, and mm-hmm. there's a eighteen XX room at Handicon. The entire convention, mm-hmm. and I mean I had about. 1500 people i think at the last one so it's not tiny and it's not massive but it's really nice sized little convention and mm. uh the whole room is just 18xx there's just a lot of people they gather just to play 18xx but they are super welcoming and it's just like hey if anyone wants to learn an 18xx game someone will sit down with you and teach you how to play and i was like yeah. that's so nice and such a cool thing to happen so i think next time i go to a handicon uh, whether that be next year or the year after I think I might try and sit in and get some people to teach me. Or I might try and get Ambi to teach me. No. Ambi's introductory video to this 18xx are actually quite good. Yeah. And 1830 is a good place where is to start. Is that Barons? Is that that one? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's the first one. I was thinking about that one. I did. Yeah. I, I owned an 18xx game for a hot minute before I realized I was never going to play it. And then I was like, I just got rid of it immediately. I kind of wish I, I, 
I, I wish I still had it. No. But I'm into war games now. I mean, geez. So, you know, anything's possible. <laughs> yeah. That 18xx room, the people, you said that they are very welcoming. It's like the opposite of miniature gamers. Yes, exactly it's that. the room of miniature gamers. When you enter the room, all of them stare at you and you want to turn around as quietly as possible. It's just, uh, oh, sorry, wrong room. I'm going to leave. But like that, <laughs> not touching, not touching, not touching. Not sorry, touching, I needed to sneeze. But yeah, this, the 18xx game room is like, they even had like, I think they had sort of like spare poker chips and stuff for people to use if they wanted to learn and stuff. It was just, it was just a really no. cool thing. They was like, hey, just come down, come in at this time. We're teaching people games at this time. They're like, they'd all put aside time to do that. And that was really, no. really cool. That's great. I want to try City of Big, City on Big Shoulders. Is it called that? City? That's also in Board Game Arena. I can teach it to you <laughs> if you want. But that's like an 18xx. Oh, sorry. My, I think I yeah. kicked my microphone. That's an 18xx light game. I kind of feel, right? So... Yeah, it's like combined with Ark, right? I really like it. It's one of the best games from last year. Probably the best or the second best, I would in like, my opinion. I would like it's really, really good. I want to try it. I would like to yeah. try that. All right, let's go with this list. Uh, do you have any honorable mentions? Other than what we've just said, like Car- Carcassonne Winter Edition would be nice to play at winter. I'd like that. Mm-hmm. I'd like to get a copy of Carcassonne Winter, just like I have a standard Carcassonne. And Stone Age Winter Edition. I think I think those are my two honourable mentions, really. And oh, a Festival of a Thousand Cats. Have you ever heard of that game? No. It's a, a festival. That would be like a death death sentence to me. I'm so allergic. It's, to it's them. yeah. That's a lot of cats <laughs> if you're allergic. But Festival of a Thousand Cats is a simultaneous play like trick taking game. So you don't play one at a time. Everyone plays a card down at the same time. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's got winter se- seasons, and mm-hmm. you're trying to collect fish, not collect crows, and you're trying to collect two beer, like two booze tokens, but never three booze tokens per round. And mm-hmm. it's super, super cute and super, super nice. And it's an honorable mention because uh, I've got another game on my list which kind of encompasses trick taking games as a whole. So, But that is a really nice one. And a pleasant journey to Neko. For some reason, I didn't have that on my list, but it's a really, really nice game, and it's got penguins on the front, and it's a bit wintry. But it's always no, penguins is a good point. Actually. But it's always wintry in the Antarctic, so it's not necessarily the season, but it is always quite snowy. Yeah. So those are my honourable mentions. How about you? I have to get to ride Nordic Edition, but I haven't played it. Yeah. I will get it oh, if I find, find it cheap. So stupid. I haven't played it. It has Santa on the cover, so it has oh, to be Christmas. That would be <laughs> number one on my list if I'd have thought about it. Oh, <laughs> I'm so I, glad you mentioned it. I just came up it. with it before recording. I just came up with it. And, ah, it has Santa. Because it's I was so festive because all the, all the <laughs> train cards have got snow on them. Yeah. And the board is so lovely. It's my favorite Ticket to Ride version. Yeah. How did I not think about Ticket to Ride Nordic Countries? <laughs> I'm uh, such an idiot. And you're a Finnish fan nowadays. Yeah, I'm a, a Finnish fan. Ah, <laughs> oh, I, would, I would delete any game off my list and replace it with Ticket to Ride mm-hmm. Nordic Countries. Yeah. I think I would like it the most because I think to get the ride is really good with two and three, but this Europe that I have, it has is a bit too mm-hmm. loose with three, and I think this is, would be perfect. It's but perfect, and it is so Christmassy as well. If like it's a yeah. great game to play at Christmas because it's so festive. Okay, so let's pretend that that's really my number one because it probably <laughs> would be. Now I think about it, it really could be my number one. 
Oh, I'm glad you mentioned it, but I'm so angry <laughs> that I forgot all about it. Yeah, one other is Fields of All. I didn't include this because it's a bit too heavy. And yes. it doesn't really make me feel necessarily happy. <laughs> well, I was thinking the same thing about A Few Acres of Snow. It's like, yes, yeah. it's got snow in the title and it's a snowy board, but it doesn't make me feel merry. <laughs> it's, not, <laughs> yeah. it's not a happy game. <laughs> yeah, I, I went with more than, I mean, more to the way that what makes me happy Yes. Or that I have memories of playing in Christmas holiday. I think that's a a fair way to do the list. I've tried to do a bit of both. All right. So uh, until now, we've had this thing here that the guest can pretend to be Eric Sommerer or an announcer and can announce the number and then continue with their own selection. So you get to see how you would be as an announcer. Do I do you just and want me to say number nine as though I'm, yeah. I'm number nine? What <laughs> whatever is your announcer voice? All right, let me do it. You can you can you can do uh, dialects or different languages if you want. You can say in Finnish if you. I could do it like I'm. In, I could do it like the I'm in I'm the Beatles and just go number nine, number nine, number nine, <laughs> number nine. That's how I'm gonna do it. I edit. That's on a, that's on an LP. Sure, <laughs> yeah. The needle got stuck a bit. <laughs> yeah, true. That's what I'm gonna do. That's it. Number nine. I'm in. All right. I'm gonna go. Am I going first? Do you want me to carry on? Yeah, yeah. My you can number go first. nine, if you will believe it, is Winter Kingdom. Mm-hmm. So that's quite new. Winter Kingdom is a new game from Queen Games. It is the new... I'm going to bring it up on here, actually. I've got a different game up. But it's basically the sequel to Kingdom Builder. Mm-hmm. And it looks... When you look at the board, it it's very obvious that it's a sequel to Kingdom Builder. It's, Kingdom Builder is a game I really like. Uh, it plays two to four players by Donald Baccarino mm-hmm. uh, and all that kind of stuff. But it has all the... What it's done is it's, it's wintry. The board's really beautiful wintry and snowy and the it's got it's taken all the best bits in my opinion it's taken all the best bits from all of the kingdom builder expansions and kind of like plucked them all into one new base game that's essentially what it is if you own all Mm -hmm. of kingdom builder you don't need winter kingdom in my opinion but if you want to start somewhere this is where to start and it's wintry but i really love playing this game and i have some really fond memories of playing kingdom builder with my friend Adam when I started getting into the hobby because that's one of the games we thought was like Kingdom Builder this is meant to be good and uh, so it does make me merry but I just really like how it looks it's very snowy and beautiful and it's fun you're just trying to put your houses down in whatever the scoring cards tell you to do this game the only the Mm -hmm. worst part about it is when you go from one game to the next game because all the scoring is different (laughs) because you've drawn new Mm -hmm. cards and you have to remember that you're playing a new game and not the old game. Other than that, Winter Kingdom is really good. It's one of my Yeah, I didn't like Kingdom Builder yeah, well, that earlier. But I played it in Board Game Arena. And then I found a used copy cheap with the first expansion. It was 15 euros, so I had to buy it. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to pass that off. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it became so much better after playing it in Board Game Arena. Yeah. After knowing how it works and... It's not a difficult game. It's easy, it's simple, it's boring, but there is still something that... I mean, I want to play again. 
I don't know what this is. It's satisfying to score points. It's, it, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it just is. I feel that's what it is with, with Kingdom Builder and Winter Kingdom. It's satisfying to do a good move and score some good points. It's good. Mm. You know? I think I know. It's a bit addictive. Yeah. Dave Loser didn't play it with me. I sent an invitation to him in board game arena. <laughs> he just said that, ha, 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 I saw what you did there. He's missing out. He doesn't know what he's talking about. His, yeah. his favorite game is Great Western Trail, which I um, will tell you. Boo. Which I don't like. I'll say it. I don't like that game. <laughs> yeah, I think you and me are the only people who don't like it. It's I, 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 very, I think you might be right. I don't know many other people who like our type of games, as it were. Who don't like who don't like Great Western Trail, and I really just don't like. I I can recognize it's a good game for the people. I'm not like hating on it, but I really don't want to play that game. <laughs> I don't want to play it. I have exactly the same yeah. opinion, but I've been told that I should try it with the expansion. Yeah, that then it becomes good. That it's not good without expansion. That's what people That's always say, though. They say, "Oh no, you should try it again, but try it this way." It's like, no, I just. <laughs> All right, I'll try it again. <laughs> I'll tr- I'll give it one more chance with the expansion. I wanted to like it as well. It's not like I went in hate like did and I didn't Same. want to. I didn't want to hate it. I wanted to like it. Same. I wanted to like it so much. I was considering buying it, mm-hmm. but I didn't buy it because I had the possibility to try it first. And it's good that I tried it first. No. My number nine yeah. has nothing to do with Christmas. Good start. But it has a <laughs> it has a lot to do with um, how should I say? It has some um, fun moments, <laughs> unless you're on the, if you're on the taking end, it's not fun. But if you're not, if you're observing, if there are lots of people, it's great. And this is Robo Rally. Okay, <laughs> okay. I see what you it's, mean. It has some fun moments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we we always play so that you're not out of the game. Even if you die, I mean, even when you die three times, you're not out. Yeah. You can still come back because otherwise it's a bit pain. Never play this with a big map. <laughs> always play it with a small map. Just one is enough, and lots of players and lots of these conveyor belts, and this becomes very. It's the <laughs> more chaos, the better, right? With that game, I feel. Yeah. Like. Yeah, and when you push the others around and then you shoot them and then everything and it, it's just so so good. I have good memories of playing this on holidays and I can still see some faces of the people who didn't <laughs> get that good memories. <laughs> it just this makes me laugh every time. And but I've never gone off the game not laughing at least once or twice. I've never played it, but I would like to play it. I saw my, I saw Nick and Mike Murphy play Quirky Circuits, and it made me, it made me want to try Robo Rally. So mm. yeah, I would like to try it. No, it's just don't expect to win. Just expect it's to one of those things. Laugh and I feel be like hurt. it's the expectation when you go in, right? If you go in thinking yeah. I'm going to win this game and do things correctly, you're not going to enjoy it. <laughs> you're going to go. I'm going to give this a good go and expect for it to be chaos. I think you have. I think that's what puts people off, right? That thinking that you're going to oh, have more. Oh crap! I could have put Galaxy Tracker on this list. <sighs> oh yes, because space is so cold in Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean that it makes me laugh. Yeah, that's true. To other people. That's a good one. <laughs> It does. And it has aliens and flying saucers like Santa is using or something. I don't know. But no, I was thinking this laughing. Oh, well, you missed out. <laughs> All right, should we move on to number eight? Yeah. Number eight. 
My number eight. Thank you. My number eight is Gingerbread House. I knew this wasn't on the other list. Yeah, Gingerbread House, Phil Walker Harding's game from 2018. It's uh, from Lookout Spiel. It's light, it's simple, and it's a game where you're putting these domino tiles onto a 3x3 grid, and whatever you cover up, you get gems, and then you get the gems, and uh, with the gems, you capture mythological, like, folktale people, like Riding Hood and stuff, and you get points for doing so, and there's a few special powers that you can get during the game as well. This is Christmassy, in my mind, because gingerbread, Mm -hmm. to me, is a Christmassy thing. However, it's not a Christmas-themed game. It's just because it's gingerbread. It's like a... Mm -hmm. But that gingerbread is a Christmassy thing, as far as I'm concerned, and so are gingerbread houses. But it's really fun and light, and it's just a nice little simple game. It's one of my favourite full... Walker Harding games of this type. I'm not as big a fan of, of Baron Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know what the thing is though with Walker Harding? I look at his like look at the games he's designed and I've designed and you go, Oh wow, mm-hmm. I actually really like sushi roll. Oh, I actually yeah. really like silver and gold. I actually really like yeah. archaeology, the uh, And Gizmos. Yeah, and Gizmos so archaeology the you new know, expedition and a bunch of stuff and you yeah. go, he's really good at designing like staple games for people like that are evergreen titles for a lot of people. Yeah, and this gateway. Wait. Yeah, he's really good at designing gateway games. Yeah, I met him at uh, Essen last year, and he was really really nice. And I want to try the Sky one that he's done recently. It's got like monorails and stuff. It's like I don't know. All his stuff's interesting, but Gingerbread House is really fun. I, I like it a lot and it's simple but it's just nice I just like it I don't know what it is about it it's just very it makes me happy is what it does it just, you don't you don't have to defend yourself I will defend it, like it, as well. <laughs> it <laughs> I want to try it as well I haven't played it but I really want to it do, try it it does make me happy the game makes me happy it's quite joyful oh yeah, apart from Imho it has Christ- Christmas <laughs> Phil Walker Hardin's <laughs> mistake Imhotep. We should, we, should, we should have a long discussion on the games that we hate because I fully agree with you. We should have done 10 overrated and nine, sh- nine overrated games. Next time, we'll do that because yeah. we have some similar opinions. Imhotep, Great Western Trail, both of them. <laughs> similar opinions. <laughs> anyway, what's your do, number? Do you like Katan? Yes. You like Katan, I, okay. I, uh, that, that would have been different. I liked Katan, I think. It got me into the hobby, but I don't need to play yeah. it now. But anyway... No. Uh, what's your number eight? <laughs> My number eight is a small game that goes into a big pocket and you just pile cards on top of each other and then see what happens. And this is Rhino Hero. Yeah. This is a very funny game. I don't know if there's anything to do with Christmas, but maybe there are some Christmas decorations on some of the windows or some hats on the cats or something <laughs> like that. That almost became a rhyme. But... um. That maybe we can try to thematize this so that this rhino is like the Santa that he has to or <laughs> she has to go to everywhere and all the windows from the buildings and has to be able to climb everything and such. But this is just so fun game. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've never had a bad time playing this, no matter who wins. Also, the super paddle is also yes. a great one. Both of them are really, really, really good. Uh, we actually played the super paddle in a way that the building didn't collapse 
the, the first time that we played it and we were thinking that what is happening now that we didn't know if there's a scoring or something because we just looked the rules and then we played and we were sure that it will fall but it didn't fall but this one always falls the smaller one yes i think the bigger one tends to stay like it's a bit too stable sometimes i've yeah. seen people go cool built it let's finish yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's fun. This is a great game. It is, and it's just fun for people, and it's just light-hearted family fun, right, I think. I yeah. can play it with adults as well if you have been drinking. I think that's also probably a good way to play to Christmas. <laughs> yeah, or in a convention. We yes. once played on a, on a standing table, and the building became so high that you had to climb on a chair to get yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. higher. I like and that. That, that was really fun. It, it was really difficult. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to go on to number seven. Yeah. Number seven. All right. My number seven. Christmas in Britain. I don't know what it's like in Finland, although I imagine slightly more snowy. Christmas in Britain also involves, for some reason, on television, there being a lot of war movies. There is a lot Mm -hmm. of war films on at Christmas in Britain. That's just one of the things Mm -hmm. that we do. So I've put Undaunted Normandy on my list because I want to talk about it all the time because it's one of my favorite games ever next my number <laughs> no <laughs> i love Same. undaunted i really love it it's fantastic and i wanted to put it on and it just it plays out like a war movie it's like mm-hmm. it really plays out in a dramatic way and uh i like it and it's simple and it's deck building and it's fun and it's great and i like it undaunted normandy number seven that's it i haven't played either one of these undaunted games oh, so or the air land and sea either but did this Undaunted Normandy make you want to try war games? It's, is that it is one of the ones that it one? was like the that was it was like that was the stepping stone into the dirty yeah. world of war gaming. Yeah. <sighs> oh boy. You need to go for it. <laughs> you could have a shelf full of unplayed GMT games like me. <laughs> I have no space, that's good. Actually, I have space for these bookshelf sizes, but I don't have any space for the square boxes. I'm in a bit of a what, trouble what a currently. I'm surrounded by ball games right now, and it's just like, I've got nowhere to put them. It's a good problem yeah. to have, but it's also difficult. To, I've got no surfaces left in this room. <laughs> I'm becoming the same. It's not really good, yeah. because I should work, work in this room also. Yeah, it's the same, yeah. <laughs> And it's not good. I have one wall with the Billy shelves, yeah, and one wall with Kallax, and the Kallax has these um, square boxes and big boxes, and the Billys have all the bookshelves. That makes sense. Boxes and it's quite good currently, but it's too full of these squares. (sighs) My number seven. Actually, I should switch this. Okay. uh, No, I don't switch anymore. My number seven is a. Again, this kind of a game where you laugh to others. <laughs> that might be a theme in this <laughs> list, it seems. This is six nymphed. It would have suited better as a six. It would have been better as a six, but yeah. yes. I made the mistake earlier, so I'll <laughs> I'll have, have to go with the mistake. Six nymphed is a great game. It works with all player counts, and it's just so great feeling when you have exactly that number that will fill the row, but doesn't take the row. And you can point at the other person who takes the row and say that, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> that's, that's, that's really, really good. I mean, this is that kind of a game that can break friendships. But <laughs> also you have to understand that it's only a game. 
And you can play with the strategic version that's a bit hardcore. We once played it in board game arena so that there are no cards missing from between. If you play with yeah. 60, um, six people, you have 64 cards and that's it. So all the numbers are in use. That's really, really hardcore at some points. It's really difficult. But I really like Six Nymphed. It goes with me to trips and everywhere in a plastic bag because it's just 104 cards in the deck. And that's all. It's a good game. I would have put the mind. I could put the mind here on, on this list as well. I feel like it's mm. in a similar kind of category to Six Nymphs. And it would go on the other list of mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this overrated one. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely overrated, but it's, it is quite <laughs> funny as well. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's fun, not bad, but not good either. But okay, it's fun. I can I can give you that. It it has funny moments. All right, times. number six. <laughs> My number six is Hanabi. Mm-hmm. So, Hanabi, the game where you can't see your cards and everyone else can see your cards, and you're shouting at people because you gave them a clue of where a card was. It's a bit. It's he's actually kind of in that six nymphs the mind category in a sense as well where you're trying mm-hmm. to put cards down in a sequence. It's just such a... F- I just have... This game just makes me probably laugh almost more than any other game I've ever played. Almost. The the exception to that is later on this list. But Han- Are you playing Traitor in that game? If it makes you laugh. <laughs> we just do... It, the thing that's funny is when you've told someone a clue and they don't mm-hmm. remember and they're just like, I'm so sorry, and you're just putting something down. And you're, just like, you're just like, I don't know what I'm putting down. I'm just going to go with this. I'm s so, I know you've told me what I have and where it is, but I have forgotten that. So But it's just I just I just love Hanabi. It's one of the I don't know, it just makes me very, very happy. And it's a bit festive because it's a fireworks festival, which mm. I thought made it fit on the list. And mm. I I just really like it. I, I just re- there's something really special to me, there's something special about Hanabi. I know it's a divisive game and not everyone likes it and all that kind of stuff, but for me, Hanabi is just a really fun time. And I just have really good memories of playing this with uh, my brother and his uh, fiance and a few other people. Mm-hmm. And just had a really good time with it. And I think maybe part of it is the nostalgia of how much mm-hmm. I did enjoy playing this when I was early on in board games. But that's where it's on my list. I'm having it. Hanabi, number six. It's great. Yeah. This is my most played modern board game or a card game. I probably have almost 60 plays recorded. Really? Yeah, since 2014 when I began recording. And yeah, I agree with everything I said, except that I don't know if it's funny. It just <laughs> makes me laugh so much when I... I think I just get the giggles when I'm playing it with my brother, probably is what it is, really. When I'm just like, mm. come on, I'm, you know this. How do you not remember where... I, how do you not know... I, it's, if I wasn't laughing, I'd be getting very angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just the the group I play with most of the time. We play with three or four players. Yeah, and we try to always get the full score. We play with the multicolor, so we try to go for thirty. Mm-hmm. So if we laugh or we talk too much, we will forget everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we are in a way we are trying to get the full score. We just did a, did that one week ago in board game arena. So now I don't have a game running there, and it works really well there. It's just wonderful. And this is a great game. I fully agree with you. Except with the fun part. <laughs> it's so not weird that you game. could agree with someone that it's a great game, apart from the fact that you think it's not fun. 
<laughs> I wouldn't laugh. I know, I know. It doesn't help you. It doesn't help you to have to laugh when you're playing it. Believe it to me, yeah. I laugh a lot. Uh, I get angry when people don't remember, and then they throw the five too early. Ah, that's the worst. Put the se- second two down. Or, uh, that's the worst. <sighs> if you discard two twos of the same color. Yes, it is. It can be a terrible time. Yeah. Right, what's your note? Anyway, my number six is a game that I don't own that I've only played in board game arena. I heard about this from Susan Seldon on the Dice Tower mm-hmm. podcast, I think. And this is old uh, trick-taking game or trick-avoiding game from 2010. It has probably the ugliest cards ever. And this is called Papayo. And in this one... <laughs> It has nothing to do with festive, but you give gifts to the other players. Basically, you choose four cards from your hand and you give them to the player in front of you. I mean, who you who will play after yeah. you. So, you can give them a great gift of high cards of one, uh, one suit or give them all these crap cards. And you can really, in a way, if you know what you're doing, you can really screw their game <laughs> with that one move by giving the correct gift. I don't know if you've played this. It's some kind of a strange game. I it's got like a really weird cover. It's I think I know what yeah. game you I know what game you're talking about, so I've not played it like I have seen it. Yeah. This took me by surprise. I thought that I might not like it, but this is one of the best avoiding card games. A bit similar to Puddle Imp. I like oh, I've got Bottle Imp. I really, I, I enjoy Bottle Imp a lot. That's that is perfect with three players. Yeah. It's so good. It's one of the best trick-taking games. And this Papayo is quite similar, but I really like this. I'm interested. I I think trick-taking games are a, game, are a style of game I always am really interested in anything that's a new type of Same. trick-taking game. They're one of my favorite, it's one of my favorite things in to do in games, is trick-taking games. I love Same. trick-taking games. I'll play all trick-taking games once. Yeah, same. I've got one called Spoil Me Not, which was originally Nick DeBon, I think it was called. And mm-hmm. that was really hard to find. And I got it in a maths trade. And I was like, yes, brilliant. And I got it. I've not played it yet, obviously, because of the world. But <laughs> that was my, like, grail trick-taking game. And the bottle in. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking of the ones I like. I love Skulking a lot. Yeah, Skulking that's, uh, that's is really good. But... Uh, that's why I went with Festival of a Thousand. I got Festival of a Thousand Cats as well because I, uh, I just love trick. I want to play. Inf- is it called Influentia? The new. Uh, is it? It's uh. a new trick-taking game by the people who make, not Cosmodrome. I, I don't Novalu- know. Uh, by, uh, I don't know. It's. Uh, I'll send you a link. It's a new trick-taking game. <laughs> it looks interesting. I have Board Game Geek open. I'll check. Is it called Influen? I think it's 2020. That's it. This looks cool. Ludanova. Ludanova. It's the Spanish company, right? Yes, I was going to say I was yeah. going to say Nova Luna, but that's a completely different thing. But yes, I'm interested in that one because that's a new trick taking end one. It seems cool. I think there's a time element to it. This looks cool. Yeah, it's a great game. Trick taking games are my yeah. favorite. But yeah, I'm yeah, interested I... in this Papa year. I'm interested in it. Yeah, you should really let me know your nickname in. Board game arena, I so to, I can invite you to this game. I need to log into board game arena for the first time in a very long time and see what's going on. Yeah, there is one Matthew Jude, or I think that's, that's you. That's probably me. Yeah, <laughs> hasn't been online for years. That's, that's, that sounds about right. Yeah. I've added Papio to my wish list on board game geek. It's done. All right. Yeah. I'm going to move on to number five. Yep. Number five. My number five 
is Yukon Airways. Now, mm-hmm. Yukon Airways was, uh, let's bring it up, but it was my, I, I think it might have been my favourite game from last year. I'd have to mm-hmm. reevaluate that now and have a think about it if that's actually true or not. But it's certainly one of my favourite games from last year. It's from Ludanova, actually. It's from, actually, it's from them. Mm-hmm. I'm always interested in the stuff they do because they, they do like uh, they do some Rainer Kanitsi games like Babylon, uh, Babylonia. They, they're just a good company, in my opinion. And uh, I loved the game Castell from 2018. I think that's an incredible game. And I didn't know you like it. <laughs> it's, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Yukon Airways is a bit like that because you're trying to you're trying to break as many rules as possible by gaining bonus powers. But essentially what you're doing is you're drafting dice to, to deliver dice as uh, passengers on the Yukon Airways. And you're trying to get them as far as possible and in order to get points and you need to like spend fuel and stuff. So it's kind of a pick-up deliver, but it's also a dice drafting game. It's mm-hmm. absolutely beautiful, first and foremost. But the reason I thought it would be good on this list is because... You can always put stuff into like getting better at everything and spend money on getting better at stuff and buying fuel. But if you want, there's a way to earn straight points and that is by putting your money into your Christmas bonus for the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So you're always putting money into your Christmas bonus and the more money, the more like stuff you put into there, the greater payout of points is at the end of the game. And... Mm-hmm. That says Christmas, so it made this list, and I really liked the game, and that was all that it got it. That's all that got it into the list, because Christmas is on the board. I guess <laughs> you know the Yukon is kind of snowy and cold as well, but it's a great game, and I. In the front of the box is a bit of snow on. The front of the box looks like a Bob Ross painting. <laughs> yeah, I opened it and added to my wish list. Oh, <laughs> mate, it's so good. It's oh, I love it. It's really really good. Anyway, that's what. You're the fir- you're the first one I hear praise it. Everyone else has been meh. But all the games that you've said that are good has have been good so far, like High Society and Coimbra and everything, all of those. Yeah. I trusted you and uh, it has never been wrong. I feel like I feel we've like got a similar... Telling t- the truth. I think we've got a similar taste, right? I, th- I feel like most of the time we've mm. got a similar taste in games, I feel like. And uh, this is just really, really good. I don't know if yeah. you need to play it over and over and over and over and over again, but like something to bring out every now and again, this is a really good one. It's just something really... So, so there's something really fun about this game. It makes me happy to play, and it's got Christmas in it, so that's what we're doing. Yeah. I don't actually listen to your words. I listen to your tone and your enthusiasm, and now it came when you were talking <laughs> that same as you did with yeah. High Society. Well, I kind of go, ah, the thing is, ah, it's great. You know, <laughs> I, I guess I do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you don't do it the same way in all games. I, I don't know what it is. Now I thought that I have to add this. This oh, seems you can, to be cool. You can tell when I'm being genuine. Oh, my God, that's terrifying. <laughs> What's your number think, five? My number five is... Um, a game that you take four dice and you roll them and roll them and roll them and see if you won the game. <laughs> and this is Can't Stop. <laughs> That's exactly That's how the game works. The game. You take <laughs> yes. four dice and you roll them until someone wins. <laughs> yes. <laughs> see, even the description made you laugh. It's a great this, game. This makes people funny. This, this All the time you laugh and then you cheer the others. Yes, you can it's do it. Brilliant. Yes, you can do it. And then, ha ha, you couldn't do it. <laughs> It's just so fun. It's got such good moments in it, hasn't it? Yes. And it's so fun, and you really do rally behind someone trying to work their way up. 
the even either if someone's trying to get like two twelves in a row or trying to mm. or if they're trying to work their way up the sevens or the six or sevens and the eights and they, yeah. they do it and they, they don't stop and they make it all the way. Oh, there's nothing better than that. Watching someone yeah. you wanna just you want you don't just if you want it to be you right, but it's fun to watch anyone really succeed in that game because it's yeah. luck. It's just luck of the it's luck of the dice, right? So yeah, it's great. Yeah. This is that's a really good you, choice. Yeah, you you don't need to do it win yourself. It's enough that someone manages to do something really. That's cool. exactly it, and that not like move three spots and stop. That's it, like boom. Yeah, boom, if anyone's think. playing where they're being sensible, that's not. I refuse to believe that's within the spirit of the game. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think you just roll the dice and see what happens. I that's why I've never won this game ever in my entire life because yeah. I can't <laughs> stop. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the only one in the world, I guess. That's a really good choice. Um, yeah, that's. Thanks. I definitely would have put that on my list as well. That's uh, games like this uh, as well, but can't stop is like the definitive game that's like can't stop, and it's yeah. uh, it's just very it's just funny. It is very funny. I would always almost put. I haven't put strike on my list, but strike mm-hmm. could be in the same category as where can't stop is because you really should stop in strike and so and it's silly <laughs> fun. You're just rolling, you're just throwing your dice in and hoping for the best. Similar kind of feel to can't stop. They're very different games, mm-hmm. but this is a very similar feel. Yeah, can't stop's a yeah. great choice. All right, number four. My number four is awkward guests. Mm-hmm. So awkward guests is like Cluedo for gamers essentially it's a game of like it's a du- deduction game where you're trying to deduce who did the murder and you've all got these big player sheets where you're crossing off information and then each time when you play you are going to offer up information to other people and a value of information they're going to give you a value back but tell you like there's level one level two level three kind of information cards and if you say i could offer you i want I'm offering a, a one value three card of information. And they say, well, I've only got three value ones. You go, no, I don't want that. That's rubbish. But you're trying to solve a murder. It's it's pure straight deduction. But it's very, I just think it's really fun. And it's a really good. I don't know what it is about this game that made me put it on this list. Other than I feel like it's really just a really fun game. To, and you can play it over, you can play it over uh, Skype with mm-hmm. some, with some, Added effort. Let's, if I'm perfectly honest, but you can <laughs> play it over Skype. I played it with Paula over Skype, and there's something about this which is just very wholesome and family-esque to me because it feels like a classic game, and I really, really enjoy it. And I'm not the biggest fan of deduction games, really. I don't think uh, that aren't party games because this isn't a party game. Like I would call Deception Murder in Hong Kong a party game rather than a deduction mm. game. Where this is a straight up like de- deduction game, and um, but it's really it's just really nice and it's very wholesome and it's a good thing. To, I think it's a fun. I think playing this with a big with your family and stuff could cause arguments, but in a very festive way. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I put all the guests on the list. I just really felt. Isn't, like, isn't that part of the holidays actually? It's it's fundamental to the holiday experience, right? <laughs> so, but yeah, all guests. I think. For me, fits the list. I'm not sure if it really fits the list, <laughs> but for me, it feels like it does. So I put awkward guests. Yeah, on. but don't you get some in holidays? Awkward guests. That's true. You do. I mean, 
And if you don't get any awkward guests, that's because you are the awkward guest. So yes, you have to exactly. You have to be- so that is perfect yes, fit. Perfect for me. <laughs> so awkward guests. <laughs> I th- I think it's this would also go on a list if I was doing a list of underrated games. I feel like this would go mm-hmm. on that list as well as Yukon Airway. Actually, if I'm perfectly yeah. honest. Uh, but awkward guests is a it's a really good time and it really feels like a classic family game not family game but a, I don't know a classic game that you'd play with like your family but it's slightly <laughs> but it is heavier than something like Cluedo for instance it is quite you do have to do some good thinking anyway that's mine that's mine what's your number four alright I haven't played that I want to try it it's a lot um, a, friend, a friend of mine backed it in Kickstarter and then sold it after one play didn't like it at all and I couldn't play it so thank you I think it's quite hard to find as well because of that exact reason it's impossible it's like King's Dilemma I want to play King's Dilemma so much but can I buy a copy no <laughs> so annoying I want that game anyway <laughs> I have a few party games here now because I, I thought that things that make me laugh I had so many party games too my next one's a party game so I'll see what yours are yeah I, I had to throw them out I saved two because they are by far the best of these party games that I've played I don't really like party games that much but there are some gems and first of them on this list is Time's Up Title Recall this would have yes this I didn't put this on my list but I 100% agree with you I feel the same way that you do about party games, and this one is one I love. So go on, yeah. <laughs> no, so I have two party games coming up, and this is one of them, and the other one is the other one. The only difference is that the other one I've laughed more than with this one, but I think this is a better game. Mm-hmm. And yes. Especially this title recall. I mean, if it was the one with the names, this is also done in Finnish, yeah. but. I think the print is so old that it's from 90s or <laughs> so, something like that. So people don't know the yeah. names anymore on the game. And then if I play with Finns or people not from USA, the names in the other version are in, I mean, are from USA. So we don't necessarily yeah. know them. But this title recall has titles from books and movies and everywhere. So these are a bit easier and you can... If you don't know it, you can do something with the words in the title. Because you don't have to. If it's a person's, you don't. If it's the yeah. person's name, if it's a John Smith, how can you do something? <laughs> but with the titles, you can. And even if you don't know what. And it even is. if you don't know what it is, you can do something strange, and then that becomes what you use. You don't need. Then it doesn't matter what it, it was because the action that you've done becomes the thing that is related to that. In, oh, it's it's. Yeah. Yeah, it's brilliant for that reason. We play a version of this where we all kind of like uh, once a year, normally at a convention, where everyone we have like a, a Google document where we all we all put our own suggestions in, and then mm-hmm. this uh, our friend Simon creates our own unique deck of cards to play with. So we, mm-hmm. as the group who are playing it, have all put the words into that are going to be drawn. It's a really mm-hmm. good way to do it as well. You can, oh, it's a brilliant game. I love this game. Yeah. This is a really good game. So you play rounds. First, you can explain as much as you want. Then you can explain with uh, one yeah. word, I think. One word and, and then, then you, just action. Then you then you make a sound or action. There are four rounds, I think. One round, I don't remember how it goes. Usually we just play three I rounds. I think I normally play rounds. three rounds, where it's first yeah. is you explain it, then it's just one word, and then it's no words. That's yeah, the way we normally do it. Just acting. 
Yeah, there is some uh, some other fourth round in in some in between something, yeah. but yeah, those are the three rounds we use also, it's, and this is really mm-hmm. good. It also works with uneven number of people because then you have these combined points. Yeah, we it works like a diamond in a way. We just do it on, we just do it in teams and stuff, and it's just yeah. Uh, oh gosh, it's one of the it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't played this for maybe two years or something, but I really want to play it. I remember gathering with friends and. Usually during holidays. I normally play usually, this once a year. Usually in a small Christmas yeah. or little Christmas. And that's why it came up I normally pl- And once a year. I yeah. play it once a year, but we play it with about 25 people. And yeah, we have, that, that we have awesome. five teams of five or something like that. And it takes us like three hours to get through to play the whole game or two hours to play the whole game. And it's just people shouting at each other and laughing. It's one of the... Time's Up has caused one of the best... It's been some of the, my favourite gaming experiences ever have yeah. been times up and it's such a silly yeah. little simple game oh it's brilliant yeah that's All right. great we've, we've agreed a lot on these lists I feel which is pretty good <laughs> my number three number three my number three <laughs> times wrong <laughs> my number th- <laughs> my number three okay so I think times up could be would be perfect on my list the party game, I've only chose one party game for the list, really. And that mm-hmm. is one of the games that's made me laugh just as much as Time's Up. I don't know if I would say more, but just as much. And that's a game called Anomia. Mm-hmm. It's basically the same game, isn't it? Almost. Well, Anomia is where you've all got... So you've got cards in front of you. And mm-hmm. there's a... I might have tennis players on my card and then... A person next to me has baked goods, and then the person next to me's got cosmetics. The person next to me's got something else, and then if the card that gets flipped has the same symbol on it, has a symbol on it, it means that you have to say, and all the cards have got oh, all yeah, the yeah, cards yeah. got symbols on. So if if a card gets flipped and it's got my symbol <laughs> on, and two other people at the table have got the same symbol, I have to say a baked good before they can say a tennis player, and Anomia yeah. is the thing where you have a word on the tip of your tongue, but you can't quite say it. And mm-hmm. the things people come out with, just the, sh- the <laughs> nonsense and the stupidity of this game. But it just mm-hmm. makes you... It could be like an item of clothing, and you're there thinking, I can't think of any items of clothing. I've gone. It's just. And the fun thing is you can't say anything that's already been said. So if someone just... If you see a card, that's tennis players. Someone in our group, someone might shout out three very famous tennis players. So no one, mm. and you can't use them now. And so you've, screwed, you've screwed the person you're playing with because they can't. Anyway, <laughs> it's just one of the funniest games of all time, in my opinion. It's so wonderful. You can get like American versions. I know you can get British versions, and they do. It's the same thing with Times Up. It's it's I like the one that might have like American football teams on it. Like no one knows. I don't know any American football teams. So you mm-hmm. have to get a version that's like culture culturally relevant to you. But mm-hmm. gosh, have I laughed at this game so much? It's one of those games. It's another game I try to play once a year, and we try to we break the game by playing it with like fifteen people. But it just <laughs> makes it that much more funny to play. So Anomia is the party game I've gone with, and I love it to death. Yeah, I mixed it with some with some other game that is almost like Time's Up. Yes, I don't yeah, remember yeah, yeah. which one. This is the one that screws your brain. Yes, they have a kids version. It seems now. This is interesting. It has pictures. Oh, that's a clever. I've not seen that. 
I might, I'll, I'll leave it here open. I will check it out. Because this sounds like something I want to try. I haven't played it, but it might be very interesting. Well, there's also an, there's a Nomia X. Yeah, I noticed. But you don't need an Anomia X. Because the normal Anomia makes you say very rude things just for, because it's the first thing that comes <laughs> into your mind. But it's only one X. It's only one X, not that's tr- true. Not, it's not, not three. three. So Nomia X, then it's 18XX, then it's Triple X, which is the... Triple X, starring Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's your number three? My number three is the other party game, and this is here because it always makes me laugh, and you shouldn't play with the points, and this is Telestrations. Oh, man, yeah, 100% agree with you. Because the worse you draw, the funnier it becomes, that's the <laughs> point. I always remember when it was the last uh, little Christmas that we were together with our international group here. We were 12 people and we were playing this pair with pairs. <laughs> and I have Finnish edition, so all the pairs had a Finnish person and an, uh, like an international student or researcher yeah. or what we had in the group. So we had pairs and one was explaining the word and one was drawing oh and my they God. were just helping. And <laughs> that, that was total craziness. And it was so funny, so funny because there was the language difficulty in some words also, and it it was it was really really a blast. I totally that's one of the best moments I have. I totally on, on agree game. with you on this. I think the party games we've chosen, have, I really think that the the party games we spoke about are really some of the best party games. I totally agree with your choices on this. And Telestrations is just can be just if you play it just when people are tired enough for it to be ridiculous yeah. just you break it out at like one o'clock in the morning and it's just and anomia is the same and it's just so yeah. much ridiculous fun it's it's an absolute classic isn't it i think yeah it's a great game yeah i, I think time's up is better than telestrations but telestrations is more certain to make you laugh more yeah i, I agree think. i agree time's up can be more a slightly more group dependent i think maybe because people, because yeah. it's performance, right? And you don't. Some people might yeah, be yeah. very nervous about that, so I could totally understand that. And if people are stupid, they don't understand. But in illustrations, you can draw if you can hold it. Yes, very, very true. Very, very true. All right, number two. My number two. So this is actually a family of games, but I've gone with Celtis Das Oracle, or Celtis the mm-hmm. Oracle, or Celtis Oracle. But you could put here. Lost City is the board game, about 16 other Celtis games that exist. Or I suppose you could put Lost Cities here as well. But Celtis uh, Das Oracle is the one I've chosen because it's a four-player game, Reiner Knizia game. This mm-hmm. is one of the best, in my opinion, one of the greatest family games I've ever played. It's mm-hmm. simple because what you're doing is you're playing cards down in the way you do in Lost Cities because... You, uh, but what you're trying to do is move these three pieces around the board to land on spots that are on the board to collect tokens to get points. It's very simple, and you might want to land on three different leprechauns to get you some points as well. And like you, But you land one place, and then that can means you can move to the next place, which gets means you can move to another place, and you can, you're just gathering tokens. It's light, it's simple, but it's so much fun. It's just, a, mm-hmm. in my opinion, such a wonderful light family game and you can play it with anyone really it's just a wonderful it's a wonderful wonderful board game i feel and that's just a 
I just really love it. And for that reason, it makes me very happy because it's when people play this game, for me, the experience I've had with it is people have played it, they've had low expectations going in often mm. because it's like, what, from 2010 or something, I suppose? Maybe just, maybe 11. Is it that new? Isn't it older? I'm not sh uh, I'm not sure when it was, oh, I'm gonna, I've got it right here. Let's have a look. When you released. Come on, see if I can beat you to it. You're typing. 2010, I was right. Yo, yo. It's such a good family game. And you could put Lost Cities, the board game here as well, I suppose. But I'd, mm. I, my preference goes to Celtis Das Oracle. It's just such a good family game. It just makes me very happy. It's such pure board game. It's such a pure, like, board gaming experience. And it's light and it's easy to play with people. I just love it so much. I just think it's a really good game to play with the family and with new board gamers at Christmas. It's a really good game to bring out. That's why I've chosen it. In your opinion, does it work with two? If I've only got two players, I would play Lost Cities. Okay, then I'm not getting this. I haven't played it, but I've looked at it many times. It's great. If you can pick it, looks I picked my copy up for like ten quid, but like for ten, mm. it's, it's difficult. But it's cheaper. You can find it, but it's also very difficult to find often, especially in Britain. It was anyway. Mm. But yeah, I played it with three, and it's really good at three. I've never played yeah. it at two because I never think to play it at two. But yeah. okay. I'm sure it would be good at two, but I kind of feel like if you're at two, you can play... There's so many, like, Lost... You can play Lost Cities, for instance, which is one of my favorite mm. games. I mean, Lost Cities is one of my favorite games of all time. So. That's my choice. What's your number two? All right. My number two is a, a game that this year will be the third year in a row that we will probably play this. It's kind of a tradition, and this is Lupin Louie. Oh, yeah. And we okay. meaning with the kid, kid also. Every year, she is a bit better with the timing. Yeah. This year, she might actually be able to somehow be able to compete in this. Mm -hmm. But this is a <laughs> crazy game where there's a rotating flyer or a pilot yeah. flying the plane and trying to hit the chickens, and you have to bounce him off. From your chickens to hit the other people's chickens, and this is just craziness. And I've played it with adults, and I've played it with the family, and we usually play five games in a row in a Christmas. And this is definitely a Christmas game for me, although there's nothing Christmassy in it. I'm sure you can find some kind of Christmas. There's a lot of versions of it, right? <laughs> well, like looking <laughs> yeah. chewy as well as the version, I think. I, uh, yeah, and it seems that there is Bambus in Goofy. Yeah. <laughs> I have no I've idea never, I've never played Lupin Louie, but it's a game that I always see like when I go to secondhand shops and stuff. It's always in, mm. it's always there. I might just pick a copy up, because I know I'll be able to find a copy of this for like £3. So yeah. I should just pick up a copy, because my niece is getting to an age where she could press the button, you know, and enjoy mm. that. And... Yeah, but I think those kind of games that you can play, like I could have put like Pitch Car on this list, or yeah, I'm trying to think. There's so many like those games where you can just set it up and play it silly fun with your family, and this kind of feels mm. like it fits that bill a lot. Yeah, exactly. You just need batteries. You just need batteries. Yeah. And hope that. And the only negative thing in this game is the box. It's very bad. In what way? It breaks. It's this toy box oh, that you yeah, open yeah, from you one end. It's this. They are not good for games. I know what you mean. In my opinion. Yeah. 
Oh, because he got like a cellophane, like plastic cover as well, so you can see inside the box. Because that's no, this one doesn't. But it's this box that you open, and when it's open, if something touches it, it will squeeze. It's yeah, not I food. Yeah, it doesn't have a lid. The box should have a lid, in my opinion. It's just we've come to expect a certain thing. I yeah, but these are kids' games. It's true. They are making them. The thing is, as well, it's like. I could pick up a new copy every year, I suppose, but I'd rather not do that. Anyway, <laughs> all right. <laughs> and number one. My number one. In brackets next to my number one, it says the words, <laughs> all trick-taking games. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes, but I, my actual number one is The Crew. Mm-hmm. Because The Crew is my favorite game of all time. It's my favorite game. Uh, Are you serious? Yes. Just so you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what your opinion is on it. But it's good. It's my favourite game. And I love it. <laughs> and but I would put in place of this because I could have filled this list with trick taking games, frankly. But mm. this is my placeholder for trick taking games because I just think those are just the best games to play with your family at Christmas. That's because true. you don't you, if everyone knows how to play it, and I think simpler trick-taking games work better for this situation, so perhaps the crew isn't yeah. actually the best example of this, frankly. Skulking mm. might be, or something like that. or yeah. but Anything with a normal deck of cards yes. would be perfect. I or think. like diamonds, or I guess something like yeah. that. But playing a simple trick-taking game with your family, or even like hearts or spades or something like that, mm. You can just talk and have fun. And it's not actually yeah. about playing the game at all. It's about sitting down with your friends and family and spending quality time with them. Really, it's an excuse to do that. Is a trick. To, that's what trick-taking games are for me. Yeah. But I love the crew as a game. I think it's a brilliant game. But in place of this, I would say just, tri- just playing a game with your family, trick-taking games like that, like... There's nothing better at at the holidays for me than playing a game like that, like a trick-taking game with my friends and my family. And uh, I yeah. love that. One trick-taking game I actually would put on my underrated list is David and Goliath. Have you ever played that one? No. I oh, mate. I've heard about You've it. You've got to... It's, oh, man, you have to try it. It's so good. But that's not the point. Trick-taking games as well, I put it. <laughs> Seriously, David and Goliath is all, all amazing. But... Yeah, just the opportunity to spend time with your friends and family playing trick-taking game, just playing cards and talking and catching up and laughing and quality time with people. It's the best thing to do. I think that's the best. That's my ideal Christmas is doing that kind of thing. So that's why I put trick-taking, all trick-taking games, I put the crew as my number one. All right. Crew is fine. Yeah, maybe something lighter. Yes, I do agree that with that. Yes, can involve more do- more talking. Crew is a bit. I wouldn't laugh with. You crew. are actually correct that the crew is just the worst uh, option that I could have put here, <laughs> and I just wanted to talk about the crew because I love it. But you are right; it's yeah. the, the wrong one. <laughs> but yes, yeah. they have that also in board game arena. We are in mission fourteen. There, it's really difficult with five. I'm players. playing it a five player, and it's so, we're on. We've been playing it. We're on mission 25 now. We are on 14, I think. It's really difficult and turn-based. We don't remember what cards have gone and everything. It's, it's super difficult. Yeah, you have to play. I think it's... 
yeah, it's a very difficult game. I think at five player, it's considerably harder than it is at four. Yeah, we played it with three, and it was really easy. We uh, we passed everything until twelve on the first try. Mm-hmm. We failed once, I think, and then we thought, no, we are not playing this with three. But five is ridiculously <laughs> <Yeah>. difficult. <laughs> and what's your number one? My number one is a game I thought that <clears throat> what would be a good game that I would have memories. Um, I thought that I should put Backgammon on the list. Then I thought that it is not necessary, necessarily a game that makes me laugh all the time. But I play that quite a lot on the holidays. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there is this t- Turkish game, which is almost like Rumi, Rumikub, I yeah, think yeah. it's pronounced. That is great. It's like a tin, I think, mm-hmm. with cards. That is a great game. But I thought that my childhood memories are more important <laughs> on a Christmas list. And I put Rod Hockey to the first spot on the list. Have you ever played no, it? No, how do you spell it? It's a Rod Hockey. It's a huge board, like an ice hockey okay. rink. And then you have rods and you can move them forward and backwards and the skater moves on the field and then you can rotate it and then it makes a shot. It's this. Oh, uh, yeah, I know exactly what uh, you mean, yeah. It's this Stiga versions. I had them, I mean, I had it since I was a kid. But I don't have it at the moment. I had it for years and every year, all the time, in Christmas and winter time, I was playing it. I've played it hundreds of times. It's like I think. it's like those uh, football games you play on the table football kind of foosball games, in, in a sense, isn't it? Because you're moving the players around on the lines that they're on. Yeah, flicking. except that you're at the other end and you also have the goalkeeper yeah. there. And you are all the sticks are at your end and you go forward, not sideways. I yes, yes, exactly. That's exactly sillier. right. It's it's back and forth rather than across. Yeah, you're right. This is yeah, a and you can twist them so you can make like shots, high shots and low shots, and you can pass and make one timers. And this is really, really. I good. totally agree with you on this. I a hundred percent. I cannot say that I. I think yeah, I totally agree with this choice, because I would also put games like and thinking now what's missing from my list, and we said pitch car earlier, but. I think mm. games like Clask and those type of games yeah. are just perfect games to play Christmas with people because you can just you don't need to teach people how to play it. You just it's very yeah. it's very obvious how to play almost straight away. And all those type of games are so timeless, I feel like. I would like if mm. I could afford one, I would get a crocodile board for that reason. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, something like this is just so good at because it's a toy as well, right? It's great, very toy. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. totally agree with you. I would like to say I don't and argue with you, but I, but I do <laughs> totally agree with you on this. Yeah. No. We had, when I was a child, every household had this or Corona. And Corona doesn't mean vi- virus now. It's a square. It's like a billiard, but it's on a square yeah. board and you hit discs. I don't know if it's outside of Finland or Sweden. I'm familiar and with this. You, it's... You put this potato flower on the uh, on the wood so that the discs slide faster and it's it's quite cool also. It was either that or this rod hockey in every household when I was a kid, at least what I know. Yes, these yeah. And these these are great. Actually, thanks for mentioning class. I have to take it down from the shelf on top of the shelf this year. I will try if the daughter can play it. Because it yeah, it's those type of games are just so good for families and because you can play with them with kids and you can play them with yeah. like 
grandparents who don't know what who don't want to learn something and all that. Yeah, it's because yeah. the trick taking game. The trick taking game is really great with a family that plays trick taking games, but it's not yes. necessarily something you want to teach a family who have never played any trick taking games. It's not going to be the same kind no. of enjoyment. So, but something like this, or I think something like. I don't know. I would say something like Pitch Car or something like that. But Classic and those Our, our favourite is Coco Crazy. Do you know where you shoot the uh, rubber coconuts with the monkeys that look... I mean, rubber coconuts that look... Yeah, like I love that game. With the monkey. absolutely that is fantastic game. love that game. That would have been a perfect one for this list. Oh, we should totally yeah. redo our lists. I take... I take it back. I'm going to put nothing but toys on my list because you're so right. I love that game. But that that's a great game. We it's... even played it so that I, I was playing, my daughter was playing, and my father was playing, and my father is eight. Yeah, exactly. Already, and he won. He had never played it before, and we were like, "What are you doing? Come on! It's, We've played this tens of times. How do you?" It's win? so good as well because I actually played it at uh, Dice Tower Con a few years ago, and. Everyone was playing serious games. Well, not serious. Everyone was playing like midweight Euros and stuff. And then me and Dan Hughes yeah. were just... It was just the two of us as well. Like, we could have played anything. And me and Dan Hughes were just playing this... We are playing... Uh, well, there's lots of different... It's called lots of different things. But yeah, the, the, the coconut game. Yeah. And just we were just having a really good time and just, having, and just really enjoying being very silly, flinging yeah. coconuts, in, in uh, quotes, at each other. And it was... Uh, it's it's great. It's really really good, and you yeah. can get a couple sets of it, and you can play with a bunch. You can play. You could play like mega games if you wanted to, I suppose. Yeah, a friend of mine has two sets, and he plays with. I mean, he's able to play with eight. Yeah. And if you buy this from German Amazon, it's really really cheap. It's it's really cheap. It's a great. Yeah. I have the German version for that reason. Yeah, you don't need the rules, so yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's brilliant. No. I. And that friend of mine has two Finnish copies. He gave me the Finnish rule set. That here perfect. you go. <laughs> so that was perfect. These are good lists. I've really I've not had mass, any massive. Uh, I've had no massive disputes with you, and I, I was I was ready to argue with you, but uh, I think in the, no, you don't have anything bad either. In the spirit of the list, I think we've actually had some really good, uh, some really good choices. Maybe we made someone merry. I, Maybe a listener thinks that we made them laugh. Or well, that something. would be wonderful. I would say, though, that yeah. any game that you enjoy playing at Christmas is the right game for you to be playing at Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> and what... Yeah, even if even if it's Monopoly. It, 100%. It, and, uh, but don't fight. Exactly, don't fight. But if your family wants to play Monopoly, uh, then do that, 100%. But the thing that yeah. you shouldn't do is like, oh, it's Christmas and I want to play a board game because I'm a big board gamer. Hey, you know, sister or brother, I've got Teotihuacan and I really want to play it. And... <laughs> If they're not going to enjoy it, don't play it. Don't make them do it because they're not going to have a good time and it's not going to be a good time for anyone. Yeah, but Cuba Libre is fine. Yes, of course, yes. Cuba Libre. I mean, you're going to... You're going to... They're going <laughs> to love it. They just don't realise it yet. <laughs> but um, seriously, Andy and Abus was really, really good. I re- enjoyed it I want it to play that lot. one because it's two players, isn't it, that one? That's two, three or oh, four. Oh, and I'm thinking of uh, Colonial Twilight. That's the two-player one, I think. Yeah. Or Bridges, no. but Twilight, Twilight Struggle is good, by the way. I've played that as well. I have that. It's really, really good. I played good. the app and I've just been destroyed by the AI like four times in a row. And I was like, no, nope, I'm bad at this. <laughs> 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 oh, I think 
I think it's really worth thinking about this type of games in this type of way sometimes because I can get yeah. really caught up in wanting to play like ser- ser- serious in quotes like quotation marks like games but sometimes mm. just playing silly party games and silly games is just so much fun and I just think yeah. it's really nice to remember that sometimes that games are meant to be fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true and they are supposed to make you laugh yes and have fun times not seriously hitting your fist to the table and asking that why did you take yes. that place <laughs> i just needed one more coal <laughs> to put my whole system <laughs> yeah. to work <laughs> yeah or getting crazy when you roll 10 dice and all of them are ones when you want six like in arkham horror usually yes that will happen i mean if it happens in <laughs> can't stop it's a great you're having a great time obviously that's yeah what you perfect that's true <laughs> I actually forgot Snow Tales from this list, but then I thought that it doesn't always make me happy because that's a bit difficult at times. It's a good game though. I do like that as far as racing games go. Yeah. I think Snow Tales is a is a is a fun one. I think it's I, I think that might be an underrated racing game. I think yes, Downforce definitely. could have been on this list as well. For me, Downforce is one of my favorite like it's my favorite racing game, and mm. it doesn't matter who wins the race. It's all about the betting essentially. And that makes it yeah. less competitive in some in in some kind of way, I suppose. And it's mm-hmm. a it's a really, and you play six people, and the best way to play it is with six people. And uh, that would have been a good one for this list as well. Just so many. It's and, nice that there are so many games that I just really love and really enjoy that make me happy. So I think that's yeah, that's a good problem to have. And maybe you forget the TMD. <laughs> <laughs> no, but try them. They're good. Oh well. At least in my opinion, all of them I've played, I've enjoyed. My favorite racing game is probably Quest for Eldorado. I've got that. I've not uh, played it yet, and I want to play it a lot. Do you have the old version or the new version? I have a version, and I do not know if it's old. Does it have Vincent Dutrait artwork? It on the cover. I don't think it does. It doesn't. Then it's the old one. I don't know if the, that version is available in, in Britain. I've seen it. Maybe it is. Well, now I'm s- if the Finnish Lautapelit, at least, the publisher uh, published it in the summer. It looks really And it was multilingual, nice. I think. It is so cool. It looking. looks really lovely. I've got the uh, the Ravensburger version. and Yeah, it, I have that mm, too, with the expansion. Yeah. I've, it's I've great. I only ever hear good things about it, so I'm interested. I want to play it. Yeah. Also, Flamrouge is growing on me for some reason. Flamrouge is good. I didn't like it much on the first play, but every time I play it again, it seems better and better because it's so so easy to teach. So easy to teach. I like, uh, for racing games, one game that I really love is Winner's Circle. Reiner Knizia. Yeah, I haven't played that. It's really, really fantastic. And uh, is it called Ave Caesar? Which one? I always get them confused. Yeah, Ave Caesar. Always, yeah. It's like Downforce in a way, but you can run out of cards. Yes, it's fun. I do like that one though, as well. Yeah. I have it on the cell pile because it. <laughs> I don't get it. I played. think it's dated. I think it's 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 dated yep. as far as, as racing games go. But it is it is a, it is a good game. But Winner's Circle. Oh man, well, it's called Royal Turf. Sometimes it's the same game. It's no, I, I haven't oh, played that. Really good, mate. It's, it's really really good. <laughs> All right. I'm I'm in. I'm interested in this Unicorn Fever. Actually, it looks yeah. cool. But yeah. Thank you for joining. What do you think? Who will win? Because this will, list will go to a battle in Instagram and Twitter. Which one will win? I think you're gonna win. I 
would vote for your list. I think your list was, I don't know. You had some really good choices on there and the toy factor of a few of your choices, I think more people are going to agree with your list than my list. But I'm hopeful that people will see that I'm right, even though I'm not convinced I'm right. I think yours was a better list. (laughs) Yeah, but with the list so far, it's happened that it's a popularity contest and Finns don't vote or they don't say anything. They only say something if there's something wrong. (laughs) So I don't get any... No, but that's true. I I don't have even one review. I don't get comments. I get friends say that no, it was fine. If something is wrong or missing, then people are saying that's <laughs> very indicative. Fin, yeah. fin, Finns are really ridiculous in that way. I can see that. I, I think Americans are most likely to leave a review uh, for positive. Yes. They, they see uh, positive for positivity as well. And uh, yeah, because I'm the same. I like normally will just. My thing is, I think, oh, who cares what I think? They no one's going to care what I think, so I'm not going to end up leaving the review. It's not because I don't like something. It's because I just think, oh, no one cares if I liked it or not. <laughs> but I've just given, yeah. I've just done a top nine list, though, I suppose. <laughs> so. Yeah, but it's been a popularity contest so far, and I haven't won any, I think. Maybe the first ones, I think, I won. Well, but after that, no chance. Well, in I that case, even one in vote. that case, I'm going to uh, enjoy the, the coming win. That's that's yeah. on its way to me. <laughs> 101 or something the votes <laughs> do you want to add anything it's a bit late this run a bit longer than we thought that it would run but is there anything you want to add at the moment no I think I think I'm good I've been, I've, I've had a good time though and it's been fun Okay, that's yeah. good. That's the most important that you are merry. Yeah, I, I, I've come out of this merry, so that's been that's uh, it's worked. So there we go. You got me. That's great. <laughs> now you have more energy to do what you still have to do today. Yes, I forgot that I had to do it, and now I feel bad again. But yeah. Ah, okay. No, you don't need to go and rest and relax. It's already yeah. evening. It's almost midnight here, at oh, least, yeah. and dark there too. Don't go out. There might be dangerous if you're anywhere near a city in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is unfortunate. But yes, I I live not. I don't live near many people. But yeah, <laughs> I could do. Yeah, maybe that's cool. Yes, also. it is. Uh, if people want to find you from somewhere, where can they find you? Best way to find me is by typing Matthew Jude into Twitter, probably. But you can find me uh, on YouTube. At the moment, uh, this game is Broken's YouTube channel or on Watch It Played. And you can find my podcasts, which is This Game is Broken. You can search for that. Or if you like Monsters, Mysteries and the Unknown as well. We did a whole episode about Scandinavian Christmas horror, frankly. Uh, and we mm-hmm. did. So that was fun. And that's Death by Monsters, which you can find as well. Just type that into the internet. I'm sure you can find it. And that's me. Pretty much everyone. Did you watch the Rare Exports movie for that? No. It's a Finnish movie that was kind of a cult hit. They catch a Santa in that, and you should watch it. Oh it man, I've, I've you might like. I'm it. on to- Send me, tell me what it is. Send me a link to it, and I probably will watch it. That sounds like fun. <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a bit different. I'm into Christmas it. Movie. I'm into it. <laughs> I'm already into it. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you so much for joining me and. Bye-bye. Bye, thank you. Thank you for listening. You can find this podcast from SoundCloud, 
with username Mita Pelataan. You can also find the podcast from Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Should be in Amazon Podcasts also at some point, and it should be found anywhere you listen to your podcasts. You can find me from Instagram and Twitter with username Mita Pelataan. There's a page in Facebook, Mita Pelata, and you can just search by Mita Pelataan, and you should find me from many places. I have a blog, mitapelataan.wordpress.com, where you can find information about this channel and all the links to related media. You should be able to find me from YouTube as well by searching mitapelataan. You can send me email to mitapelataan at gmail.com. There's also a guild in BoardGameGeek number 3320. Interact in any way you can, comment anything up to you, but interact with me please. And If you listen this far, please leave a review, subscribe so that people find out about this podcast. And one more time, thank you for listening and bye-bye. The music used in this series was Nightwalker by Sensent Pulse. Thank you for that.